welcome, <laughs> welcome back to another uh, special edition. <laughs> They're just going to throw out everything Star Wars. There's no for this special one. edition of this movie yet. They've changed it though. <laughs> the, the, the DVD release was special edition in a sense because there were different things. Done That's true. So, <laughs> back, talking about Star Wars once again. Last time we were talking about the Phantom Menace. Now I'm here with my friend. Jake again, and we'll be talking about Attack of the Clones. Episode 2. Episode 2. Jake? Which people were much more into calling it Attack of the Clones Attack as the Clones. episode 2. Everyone hated the name. Still do complain <laughs> oh, about that's the name true, to yeah. this day. I remember when it came out, I was... I think, yeah. people, were, I think people like saying it um, as, as, as try to use it as an insult, almost. <laughs> as a Jar Jar thing. Yeah. I, I think I... Uh, I remember I didn't like the title at first, and then in the insider, Rick McCallum, he's like, oh, this just goes along with the Republic serials that we're going for, and this is, fits in line with The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, Empire Strikes Back is pretty yeah, stupid. It's, it's, yeah, it, it absolutely sounds exactly like yeah. some sort of like black and white sh- uh, mini serial that played before yes. the movie you went to. It's definitely much a very Flash Gordon, Commander Cody kind of yeah. nonsense with Attack of the Clones. Commando Cody. Commando Cody. Commander <laughs> Cody is the... Uh, episode 3. Episode 3 uh, clone, yeah. clone <laughs> commander. Yeah, I am. Um, I definitely, definitely uh, I think now it might be my favorite Star Wars title. It's, it's very cool, and it's, it's very, very pulpy, which I like. Yeah. I'm, and it's so aggressive. <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for vintage sci-fi, especially vintage sci-fi like magazine stuff, and it's very yeah. much on par, both in title and sort of visually in oh, this yeah. movie. This movie comes across probably the pulpiest oh, of all of the Star Wars movies. Like, yeah. the, the visuals from start to finish are just all really, like... Yeah, it's bright. Bright. It's and very spring. Yeah. When spring rolls around, I always think of this movie. <laughs> Not because that was... When it came out. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, well, it's, like, got the rain, and it's yeah. got, like, the, um, yeah, Camino, the, the bright Camino, the bright in particular, has a lot of the, like, weird, like... Oh, yeah. Um, that, that this sort of, like, you know, magazine-style feel. Oh, like yeah. when they just, just the descriptions of some sci-fi stuff going on in this. It's, yeah. It's not the, but, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Coruscant's very, uh, Coruscant, very yeah. spring-like, like with the setting suns and everything. Yeah, um, and the fog. <laughs> Actually, that's not fog. They're just in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just high up there. Yeah, it's like once, once after a certain uh, after a certain height, it stops being fog and just, <laughs> just becomes clouds. So, you, yeah. <laughs> so. Actually, uh, I wanted to know what the difference between mist and fog was, and I looked it up and. There's not really a difference. It's there was something about like the height and the pressure, and it didn't make any sense to me. So they're, they're just the same thing. <laughs> uh, I, I always think of mist as being like tactfully moist, <laughs> as opposed to fog, which is just like yeah. haze. The, the difference that's is, not true, but that's just what the visually mist just sounds that way. The difference is the fog is a better movie than the mist. <laughs> the mist, yeah. The, <laughs> Even though the mist is still good. Yeah, I much rather have pirate uh, ghosts killing. People. They're not pirates. They're lepers. (laughs) They're pirates. They got got hooks. Don't don't tell me. I I have a poster. It's a pirate man. There's an action figure of. Is there? Yeah, there's an action figure of the like pirate ghost from the the Uh, fog. It's pretty cool. You don't really see him that well. No, but you know, there's there's effects. The costume exists. People have seen it outside of the context uh, of of it being engrossed in enclosed in fog. 
Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's back to the actual the, the story at hand. Yeah, we're talking about uh, this is the Carpenter cast. We're going to be talking about the fog, big that, trouble in little China. That is a good idea, escape from, I'm, I'm super into it. Uh, let's just stop this now and start talking about John Carpenter movies and music. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Attack of the Clones, though, it's you know close enough. It's, uh, I guess. Let's try no, 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 it's not. No. It's not. But e- except it the fact that we like them both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. <laughs> that's the only, only similarity. <laughs> uh, so, what is it? May 16th, 2002? Was that 16th? Yeah, because yeah. the other one was the 21st. Yeah. So or, or 19th, right? They moved it up. Let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, let's look at the exact. Yeah. Uh, yeah, May 16th, 16th. 2002. It was on a Thursday for some reason. It had its debut at Tribeca on the 12th oh, yeah. of 2002. Um, I only thought small movies premiered at film festivals. I don't know that no, every movie. No, well, so, I, guess, I guess Star Wars is technically independent. So uh, Robert De Niro really just wanted Star Wars <laughs> to be at uh, Tribeca. For just He's like, I'm a big fan of Yoda. I love Yoda. Love the little green guy. The green guy that you know talks like yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he's got that voice. He does that thing. It's great. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I had Tribeca. 2002. Anyone? So the most recent episode of. Uh, Disney Compendium was also a movie from 2002. So uh, this movie did exponentially better than Lilo and Stitch did at the box office. However, uh, we were talking on it at the Lilo and Stitch episode. It was the first year that three movies broke 800 million. Uh, Star Wars, not one of them. It was Two Towers, Chamber of Secrets, and Spider-Man. First Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that came out like two weeks before... Yeah. Attack of the Clones, yeah. Yeah, and right. so those were the top three movies of the year. Oh, Attack of yeah. the Clones was the fourth highest grossing movie of the year. Oh, yeah. So, um, Lilo and Stitch didn't make that cut. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Something else weird did. It was like... Deuce is Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... But, but also, it was also probably more... It was, in terms of money spent compared to... When oh, it was yeah. probably more successful than most of those because it only cost $80 million to make Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the other Disney movie that came out that year was Treasure Planet. Which cost oh, like yeah. which cost like a hundred and forty million dollars to make Jeez. and only made like a hundred less than a hundred and ten. So not not a success. And that's yeah. why you see Lilo and Stitch stuff everywhere. So <laughs> you gotta make ta- their money back. Yeah, I gotta make their money back. Attack of the Clones only cost hundred and fifteen million. Hundred and fifteen million. Yep. It made like six hundred and fifty just Jeez. domestic. Because the first two cost 115, then Revenge of the Sith was 113. I don't know why they could save two million on it. I probably just reused some stuff from the previous movie that saved them a couple million bucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 did, I did just read the making of this summer, and they really pushed for more setups per day. Because I don't know why they really wanted to, well, I guess they want to save money. But Lucas really wanted to cut the money in half, so they really, or not in half, but really wanted to save it. So they really pushed hard. To, yeah, to did, get did, this one did it push hard enough? It was only two million dollars in Hollywood dollars, which yeah, is that's out of his own pocket. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he just would inevitably go on to sell it for billions of dollars. So. <laughs> Three billion. Yeah, so two point two or something. Yeah. Something, <laughs> like, something like that. It's insane. Yeah. Although with uh, Attack of the Clones, I did get to see that on opening day. You did actually. You know, with actually that, I had a fun one with that one because I was with. I really want to go see it at midnight because <laughs> I've never done that, and I couldn't talk my dad into it. Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> but we did go see it uh, 
the opening dance the the sixteenth three times. Yeah. Which was fun. We like sat in the morning, then like noon, then at night. Yeah. And we bought a bunch of subway sandwiches <laughs> and took the day off of uh, took the day off of school. I I never want to go see um, midnight movies. Uh, it's I kind of do now, but that's just because. That's the only time they're playing. It's the only time they're playing, so I don't really have much of a choice. If I want to go see Buckaroo Bonsai, I have to go to see it at 11.30. But they really don't do midnight launches anymore because of the uh, Batman situation. Oh, that's right. They do like 8 So it's like Thursday nights at 8 now. and Just so Much more reasonable. Much more reasonable thing. Like, you know, I got my tickets to see uh, uh, Episode 9 already. Oh, yeah. And it is, it, yeah, it's like the 18th or oh, yeah. something and it's like immediately after work it's like 6pm oh yeah it's just like yeah I mean, when I wanted to go see um, Force Awakens when it first opened it was like a Wednesday <laughs> and it was like 7 o'clock in the morning uh, <laughs> no it was yeah. Thursday they did oh, yeah. they did Wednesday night but they also did I went Thursday morning because they did it at like 7 o'clock in the morning I took uh, the day off of work to go see The Force uh, Awakens yeah. It's very weird to go to see a movie that early in a theater. <laughs> yeah. Like, late is one thing, but, like, waking up <laughs> to go see a movie yeah. uh, before the, anyone's at work is very weird. <laughs> Come out and have breakfast. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go to Denny's. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, that, yeah, that was crazy. I can still make McDonald's breakfast. Yeah. You get out of the movie and you can still make it to, to McDonald's for breakfast. Get some hotcakes. I, I got into midnight movies for a while just because it was fun and yeah. you know, didn't have anything else to do. But uh, I remember the last one I saw was Prometheus, and I was, like, so tired because I got up 2.30 in the morning to go to work, and then saw that movie, and just, like, I didn't fall asleep, but I was trying so hard to stay awake <laughs> that it just, like, wasn't worth it. It's not an indictment of the movie. Yes, yes. Because we both really like Prometheus, even yeah. though, again, much like everything we're going to talk about today <laughs> and the next podcast, everyone just... The anti-nerd. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the nerd. anti-general consensus. Yeah. <laughs> The nega nerd. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> the positive nerd. Because yeah. nerds are negative. Yeah. <laughs> nerds hate everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Well, this movie was significant because it uh, was, like, one of the very first movies to shoot in HD. It was the first to start shooting in yeah. HD, but it was, like, the third released. Yeah. Which but, is weird because, I don't think because it, the like, post-production Yeah, and, and it was completely HD. It was yeah. Complete, like, well, there it was, was like a 24 frame... Yeah, HD, well, there was yeah. Russian Ark, yeah, which I think was the first to come out or the second, yeah. and then there was Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and that came maybe that one came out. It was one of those two came out first, and then ta- by the tag of the clones, it started first since Lucas had pushed Sony to develop these cameras. Yeah, it was actually a movie shot in the eighties, shot digitally ten eighty p, and I think it was an Italian director or something. But they shot it that way digitally, then put it on film and released it that way. <sighs> It's supposed to be good, but I yeah. you can't really find What's it anywhere. I, for, I completely forgot. I just, but but nobody uses uh, cameras the way Tommy was so using them. They should have shot Star Wars on two separate cameras, well, that's true, yeah. taped together to really just <laughs> really get really get the good scenes and off center, off center <laughs> for no reason, for no reason. In, innovation, maybe. Yeah, there's you can, yeah. That's like you can. Sometimes you just have to sacrifice quality for innovation. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. I'm still waiting for that book to come out. <laughs> I would like to read a book written by him about, like, filmmaking. Or just anything. Anything. Like, uh, yeah. But the history of napkins, it would be interesting. Yeah, just audiobook narrated by him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Audiobook would be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Attack of the Clones. Uh, 
I was telling you before we hit record uh, <laughs> two and a half hours ago. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say an hour and a half ago, yeah. but I was being generous. <laughs> just being generous. Um, I I got the chain of events spun around in my head for the opening of this movie because I thought because it'd been a while and I thought it was the uh, the evil centipede poison centipedes. Where the opening I salvo? Can't remember the name. It's something yeah. coon or cone or something. <laughs> it's, please, it's, please. it's a lot of lot yeah. of syllables. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought that was that, and that the explosion was later. But no, it actually starts off with a massive spaceship explosion. Yes. In one of those comedy pratfall style ones too. It's like it's like see everything's a okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, yes. an attempted attempt at the life of Padme yes. out I, the I, gate. I was wondering what happened to Captain Panaka because obviously this replaced him with another black Australian. So I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, something happened. Something happened yeah. along the way. Yeah. Maybe he got a better job. It was yeah. ten years. Yeah, who knows? Maybe yeah. he got fired for um, <laughs> sexual misconduct or something. Yeah, yeah. He was... <laughs> or embezzling. Yeah, <laughs> embezzling credits. Um, <laughs> He was sell. He was selling arms to to somebody. <laughs> yeah, to the Dread Federation. Not turns out he was just incredibly racist towards Gungans <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah, and even though they were in, they were still working together at this point, they just they just like we can't have you out there be the face of us. <laughs> That's why, that's why he kept telling them they couldn't win because he didn't want it to happen. Didn't want it to happen. Couldn't let couldn't let the Gungans get involved in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they don't take very long to just get these sort of like business in the, out of the uh, like out of the way, like how to start this movie and get it rolling towards its plot. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it does. It goes. It goes from that explosion to the. Uh, assassination. The other says the, the evil yeah. poisonous centipede yeah. attempt, like real fast. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the first like fifteen minutes of the movie is like two assassination attempts. Oh yeah, and an, an ex- exhilarating fly through. Oh yes, Coruscant. Yeah. And it's like it's, it's like only like a twenty minute section <laughs> of this movie. Yeah, and it's like it's this huge thing. You got you're introduced to Anakin doing oh, yeah. all of this because now he's an adult-ish character. Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of the... How many years after Phantom ten, is this? Ten, ten years. years? Yeah, that's right, because he says, I haven't seen her in ten years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because so. it's, it's kind of a first movie, but it's a second movie because you're introduced yeah. to an Another essentially Anakin. a new character. Yeah, this is the third Darth Vader you've been introduced to. <laughs> yeah. And a new a new actor, which is a big yeah. deal, too. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that, like, you don't get any, there's no middle anything. Like, yeah. even, like, in terms of, like, canonical stuff now mm. like there's no like what happened between phantom menace no. and uh, uh attack of the clones it's it's funny you don't really see any of jake lloyd anakin's exploits as sort of no. training i'm sure there's a book out there somewhere too there, there's gotta be there's gotta be that's just how that stuff works because any like we know the name of the satan dude from a new hope and he has a whole huge backstory thanks to the stupid the guy that looks like the devil in the bar. Oh, like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but like, there's like a whole backstory name where he came from, what he's doing, and it's so it only makes sense that mm. there's two or three books about it's... Anakin's training as a youngling. I remember one in it. Is he a youngling? Because he's too old to be a youngling. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the cutoff is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a book in it, and it morphed Jake Lloyd's face into. Hayden Christensen's, and I was like, man, they do look similar. And that there was a book, I don't remember what the hell it was, but I remember that it does exist. It's like if it was like a mad fold in of like Jake Lloyd. <laughs> and that poster over your bed. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I, I remember 
I, I still have in my closet hanging up for whatever reason from like a USA Today <laughs> fold out poster from episode three because uh, they were doing that non- that's back when they were doing that nonsense where it's like posters were putting newspapers and stuff oh uh, like, yeah it was, yeah it was just like Anakin Skywalker <laughs> like a brooding Anakin I, Skywalker I have to have that if I have my Toys R Us and Circuit City ads I probably have that yeah that makes sense <laughs> there's no way that I don't yeah but uh yeah I don't know it's so, it's, so you, so yeah, you, it's cool when they when he just is able to just jump onto the bed and just delicately oh. slice up the two centipedes in an instant is, is, is a and bats them away. He's yeah. a Jedi, that's what he's doing. Yeah. Well, it's a funny story because it, it's not really like driven necessarily. Just a lot of stuff is happening, oh, uh, and then it all makes sense. But yeah. it's like because it's laying the ground. Yeah, uh, you, in, we will butt way. heads on the sa- on the fact of like as a script and as a plot and and like everything. Like, I still like the movie. It's my it's one of my. It's not my least favorite anymore of the Star Wars movies. But it's bottom of the barrel. Least but it's real still, but yeah, it's yeah, it's the least favorite of the of the main of the yeah the true the true true uh, stars yeah the true owners of the throne. Um, owner, <laughs> well, owners because there's six of them. Oh, I say that, Lucas. Yeah, yeah, I'm at the movies. So it's, but um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's as a plot and the way it flows is kind of a mess yeah. as a standalone movie. Uh, And and, uh, I think that when it's chapter two of a book, it's much better than just being its own book. Totally. Um, Like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's the two towers of the, (laughs) a lot goes on in here that's sort of important, but also like, (laughs) you can just sort of not see it and, and you can. Revenge of the yeah, Return of the King will still make a whole lot of sense regardless. Well, it's funny because Revenge of the Sith is a lot the one that people like a lot. The prequels, definitely people's favorite prequel. If if not their favorite Star Wars, it's also hyper focused. Yes, you don't really deviate too much from any one character. But the reason Revenge of the Sith is so good is because Attack of the Clones (laughs) sets it up perfectly. Because once Revenge of the Sith starts, that thing just goes. Because everything laid out in Attack of the Clones is what sets up that movie. Attack of the Clones just sort of like saunters through its plot. Yeah. It doesn't really really feel like it's in any sort of hurry to do anything. And it's not really even interested in telling you anything <laughs> like you're just sort of experiencing all of these things happening like the entire padme anakin stuff mm-hmm. just kind of happens yeah. it's just sort of like it's them they're hanging out they're having a good time yeah. stuff goes awry and then they decide they need to get involved in it and yeah. then things just kind of <laughs> go crazy for that they go on a wacky adventure together basically yeah totally. <laughs> it's definitely the most like uh, <laughs> and they just light. happen and they just happen to like they just end up being yeah. at the same location and having a war break out. Yeah. Totally, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it all feels like it's all just sort of stumbling towards its conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, it's a funny movie because it's the, it's like the lightest it's, it's, Star Wars. It's, it's, there's a lot of jokes in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's cracking wise left and right, <laughs> but especially whenever Anakin and Obi-Wan are interacting with one another. Oh, yeah, totally. There's never a serious moment between the two, really. Uh, when he scolds them in the Padme's, uh, <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the couch, that's pretty, uh, yeah. pretty damn for Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really, yeah, really neuters him right there in front of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Padme. Um, just takes all his manhood right yeah. in front of her. <laughs> yeah, just like, why, how did, why, how she ever ended up, ended up marrying him. Boy, they get married 
fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Jar Jar's even uncomfortable in that scene. I imagine yeah. Jar Jar's not uncomfortable very often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem like he's got much shame. Uh, <laughs> no, no. He's very uncomfortable. I, w- I was very glad to see Jar Jar in the movie because after the, the lashing that yeah. Star Wars got for not Jar Jar. O- not only did they put him in the movie, but they like doubled down on his importance in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was Which like, man, really Lucas, fun. Lucas has got some yeah. billionaire balls. Yeah, <laughs> that guy the, just goes for it. They're like... It's like, oh, you didn't like Jar Jar? Well, guess what? Now he's going to be the... Uh, Padme's going to put him in control, yeah. so... He's going to be in, like, this. the third scene. Yeah. Yeah, they don't take long to get to him. No. I, this It's actually genuinely uncomfortable during that scene when she's like, don't look at me like that. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, it yeah. really is like, yeah, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this as well, Padme. This is right. They don't uh, they don't teach uh, female relations in the Jedi. Since you're supposed to cut that off completely, they don't... It's like, now this is how you act around a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Open the door this for her, stand on the I'm street side. I, I saw this, oh, I can't remember what it was. There was one of the Jedi that, in like in the expanded universe, or like when you look it up in like one of the, like the visual like encyclopedia or something, there's like one Jedi that is allowed to have relations because his family, <laughs> his, his like uh, species is going like extinct. So he has to. <laughs> It's like, that's weird. I don't like that. You don't need to go that deep into the culture. <laughs> yeah. So everything, it's funny because, you know, the baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, a, yes. a, the child. Yeah, because people were like, yeah. Yoda's baby like that. It's, no, it's neither a baby nor Yoda. <laughs> so. Um, baby and Yoda terms. Yeah. Um, but, like, everything has this insane amount of detail and backstory and history except for Except for the Yoda species. Well, I mean, even the Star Wars movies, there's no yeah. detail or backstory of anything. Yeah, I wonder if, because I don't remember there being too much even in like the expanded universe of what the hell Yoda is. I know you wouldn't stuff. know either, I but I just, feel like, I just feel like um, it's one of those things where, yeah, you can write about what you want, but don't touch Yoda. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he did do that when they were writing the ones uh, in the 90s, because they would go before... A New Hope, and he's yeah. like, well, don't do that, because that's too much like the prequels or whatever, but yeah. other than that, he can't let them do what they want, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, don't touch sure. Yoda, I like Yoda too much. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably a lot of, there's pro- there probably was, like, a writer's Bible, it's like, you can't make decisions on these, there's, yeah. here's, there's, there's a handful of things you don't get to decide about, and, mm. this, and this is one of them, mm. um... So that'd be fun. No, it's, that it's is fun. Luke's nickname is Yoda when they're making the movies. It like says it on. I think it says Director Yoda on the clapboard and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, so where were we at on um, the story? The story. The yeah. story. So yeah. So well, it, it's funny because it lays a lot of track down, but yeah. you don't really. You're not on the train yet. Yeah, and, and you don't realize it. But it is. It is the the easiest one to swallow out of all of them because not a whole lot happens, and yeah. you just kind of it's the most fun ride because even A New Hope is obviously a really fun movie but yeah. when you look at what's happening it's a pretty big deal like the bubble planet the rebels are in jeopardy yeah. of being killed it's got it's like I, as, as, as a movie by itself it, it's like I like yeah I, I, I can get I can get behind like like boy this movie sucks because as a movie it kind of does yeah um and I'll agree with that. It's like I said, the plot. It's like I like. <laughs> I'm okay with open-ended plots. I'm mm, okay yeah. with you know, sort of like artistic plots, or like mm. when you're just kind of making a movie, you know, like a Malick movie or something, like you know, <laughs> Tree of Life sort of situation where it's just kind of all metaphor and <laughs> weird visuals, to and, yeah, flashbacks <laughs> and like yeah, nonsense. Like I'm fine with that, but I don't like a movie that's. Um, like directionless mm. and this movie by itself is directionless together 
together with all three, it's not. Yeah, totally. It's absolutely not. Yeah. But, well, it's funny because yeah. it's like a character movie as opposed yeah, to a it, it, which, which really is different is, for Star Wars. Yeah, it really just wants you to really fully understand who each and every one of these characters are. Yeah. And it really wants you to, so because they know by the time you get to this next movie, everyone's going to be different. Mm, yeah. Everyone's gonna have to go through some go through some stuff yeah. in this next movie. Some stuff is gonna happen, and the characters that you like have been you know familiar with because yeah. of this previous movie, like you know, you know, Attack of the Clones in particular is uh, you know banking on the fact that you know who all these characters are. Oh yeah, you know what their future holds. Um, straight out from the gate where Obi-Wan says like you're gonna be the death of me oh, Anakin. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're gonna be the death of me Anakin and he's like don't say that <laughs> like it's like like we know that like it really yeah. does bank on the idea that you know where everything's going for mm. every one of these characters mm. we know that all of these characters are going to be completely changed by the time the third movie rolls around yeah. and the majority of these characters are gonna be non-existent by the time the third movie's over mm. oh, yeah. um so you know they they're really you know building off of that. Um, so when you by the time you get to the third movie, everything's you know gone to hell in a handbasket <laughs> by the end of that movie. Um, so I like the so yeah after the uh, second assassination attempt. Yep. And uh, which could just be a continuation of the first. <laughs> yeah, I mean it really is. I mean you have uh, Zam Wessel. Uh, again, we know his, her last name only only Through because the toys. of toys. She was, a, never, she was a preview toy. Yeah, that we may not. I think. I, it's like <laughs> like to just casually say the first name in the movie itself, yeah. but like the entire thing is, um, yeah, not <laughs> not not said at all. Yeah. It's like, uh, and they find the uh, the dart. Oh, yeah. Saber dart. The, the saber dart. Which is, you know, I have a replica of that because it Dude. came in the Bounty Hunter book. Oh, and they made, like, right. the collector's editions of it. And inside yeah. of it is one of those little... Camino uh, saber dart. Yeah. It's very cool. <laughs> yeah, um, that is cool. But uh, I don't have a lot of Star Wars stuff. But the stuff that I do have are all just, like, <laughs> high-end replicas. Cool stuff. Cool yeah. stuff. I don't Expensive. Have, <laughs> yeah, I've only got, like, a couple of toys. I don't really... Mm. But, like... You know, I did spend almost two hundred dollars at Disneyland on a lightsaber. But get a real lightsaber for that price. Yeah. <laughs> well, next time I'm going back to Disneyland, I'm gonna get to, get to make my own lightsaber oh, next time true. I'm going to Disneyland. So I'm very yeah. excited about that. And yes, I will spend that money on it because <laughs> in for a penny, you're in for a pound at Disneyland. So uh, I'm just yeah, gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. I, you know, the, the vacation itself costs several hundred dollars if you buy yourself. <laughs> so. Uh, well, funny thing about Attack of the Clones was, I remember everyone's like, oh, this is the return of Star Wars. And I'm like, this is like the least Star Wars. I mean, not in a bad way. It definitely I think opened up the world of what Star Wars could be. But it was funny that people dubbed it the return. Like, you don't really get much was, more Star Wars I, in this I, I, yeah. I was looking at some of the reviews for it before this, and there was like, it was like a split consensus. A lot of people was like, return to form. It's a fun, enjoyable movie that is not uh, anything like The Phantom Menace. And then other ones were like, this is somehow worse than The Phantom Menace. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's almost like a 50-50 split. It's, yeah, it was strange. It's crazy. Like the, the reaction to this movie in particular is... And I think of Rotten Tomatoes. Let's let's look at Rotten Tomatoes because it's stupid Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's not. They're not the ones rating them. It's the critics rating them. They're just aggregating it. Aggregators. Yeah. <laughs> you made it sound like some sort of like weird like racist towards like a mining town or something. Exactly how I meant it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but it was it was really funny. And I remember. Um, 
<sighs> I remember the the preview toys were were very cool. In the the um, actually, I don't know if you want to go into this yet. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just go. I know, it's yeah, free flowing. I don't really I have. Um, oh, I remember the, uh, the the marketing for it. Marketing for it was not as insane as the Phantom Menace. Yeah, I remember very much so. Not like feeling as inundated with products. I mean, not to say what's less for Attack of the Clones <laughs> compared to Phantom Menace is not a fair metric. It's apples no. to oranges because Phantom Menace went above and beyond yes, yes. anything yeah. ever at that point. So Attack of the Clones reeling it in still puts it above almost everything else that yes. does promotional stuff. Yes, yes. I don't remember any uh, like Pepsi stuff for Attack of the Clones or or any fast food stuff. I do remember the one thing they had that the Phantom Menace didn't have was a cereal, which was Kicks with marshmallows, yeah. which was always missing from Kicks. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great to put some little lightsaber marshmallows in there because <laughs> that made it good. And they had those at Costco, so I had a lot of those. Still doing the Star Wars cereal, which is great. Oh, yeah. You can still go to um, Target, like now, and get a Star Wars cereal mm. to. Uh, commemorate a new Star Wars movie coming out. It's it's funny. Celebrate Star Wars with this tasty breakfast cereal. Yeah, it's, it's you know the cereal's not as good as I used to love. Like uh, both Ninja Turtles and Spider Man oh, made a cereal Ninja that Ninja Turtles was, was the best. It was just ch- like rice checks with marshmallows, <laughs> and just I was marshmallows are way better. And I was all in on it. I've got a box of cereal in my cupboard right now that is Frosted Flakes with marshmallows in it it's lucky charms <laughs> it's lucky charms frosted flakes and it's Ooh. just regular old t- you know tony the tiger frosted flakes <laughs> but with lucky charms marshmallows in it and it, it's pretty like it's already cornflakes covered in sugar and now they're putting chunks of sugar into it as well and they already corrected the mistake yeah put sugar on it and then they put the marshmallows 65 percent is what the whole uh, attack of the clones oh 66 percent uh, attack of the clones on rotten tomatoes Higher than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. What was the Phantom Menace? Uh, we're about to find out. Uh, audience score, 56%, which is very always good. Uh, Star Wars Episode Two: uh, Attack of the Clones, benefits from increased emphasis on thrilling action, although they're once again undercut by the ponderous plot points and underdeveloped characters. See, this is another thing that <laughs> Star Wars always has underdeveloped characters, and the plot is it's, it's, it's a, it's a three-act movie, yeah. basically, so... Which is funny. Well, and, and another good thing about Tag of the Clones was, and a big big deal, a lot of hubbub was the Yoda fight. Yeah, and, <laughs> Boy, and, and just digital Yoda, which unfortunately, well, they were really open about it, so we knew about the Yoda fight going into it. Yeah, but of course, I just thought that Yoda was going to fight like a normal Jedi. I didn't know he was going to fight the way he did, and that was just extremely jaw dropping because it was just again everything Star Wars just just beyond Oops. any expectations that I could possibly have. Or or, or imagine. Uh, I do like this Rotten Tomatoes editorial. Hear us out. The Phantom Menace is still the purest Star Wars movie. That's what that article is. It kind of is in a way. It's like the most Star Wars. It's it's Star Wars concentrate. You once you start, you put some water in it and it spreads it out a little bit. And you get some of the other movies. Yeah, it just kind of enjoys being Star Wars more than the other ones do in a way. Yeah, which is which is really funny. But uh, so we, so after the assassination attempt, we're right. still at like the first twenty five minutes of the movie. <laughs> um, they 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 separate the Obi Wan and oh, yes. Anakin. They put Anakin in charge of Padme, take her back to her home planet yep. of Naboo, where she's safe, and she's where she's safe, and he's gonna watch how they how they decide she's safe on her own home planet, as if like 
It, it's like going. It's like okay, this the 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 mob knows that you're an informant. Mm. Uh, we're gonna put you in our protection. We're gonna send you to your home. <laughs> but they're going to the Lake Country. No one knows where that is. Yeah, all the Star Wars movies ranked. Let's see. Phantom Menace, is fifty four percent. So two percent tomatoes. So and no sixty six percent. Oh okay. okay. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, eighty percent. Okay. But so they so so they split them up. Uh, Obi Wan is gonna first make needs to make a stop. Check out his mustachioed alien friend <laughs> at his weird 50s diner. Yes. Um, very similar in concept to when uh, I was talking about Lilo and Stitch. Because uh, they go... It starts... Okay, so Lilo and Stitch actually starts off in Star Wars. There's this weird mad scientist with a Russian accent. That's an alien. Hmm. And he's on trial. But the room where they're on trial is very much the Senate. Ah. It's like you can see aliens lined up. They're on these little, like, pod things and stuff. There's a little E.T. in there? Uh, Very well could be. I mean, Disney was always, like, there was a Mulan poster in the background of one thing. um, One scene. Um, But, yeah, so it starts out. But, like, these weird, like, this could only be American thing like he has a Russian accent mm. and it's like I don't know why this man says has a Russian accent he's an alien and you have the 50s diner waitress robot mm. that is just talking like a 50s diner waitress yeah, yeah. that has absolutely no connection to anything American in any way shape or form yeah. that, that would come from but here it is it's just somebody having some fun with a character totally, like yeah. it makes no sense for it to exist in here but if you care that much it's it's yeah. just you I you have to recognize the absurdity of this uh, idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's funny. The The waitress was originally going to be a girl, a real a human, but then they decided to make her digital later. And the girl that was going to play her, I think her name's Flo, because that TV show, and it says it in the Star Wars language yeah. on her on her name tag. But the girl was standing there. I think right when Obi-Wan looks in, she's standing there. She's wearing like a blue skirt thing. That was the actress <laughs> that was the stand-in, or ended up being the stand-in. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, they, he's uh, it's where we meet the... Dexter, Dexter Jackson, yeah, uh, <laughs> just and you can again, see Obi Wan having some fun. Yeah, it's fun to see Obi Wan like being socializing, socializing. <laughs> like he knows this guy. They've hung out. Yeah, They've yeah. probably had some space beer together at some point <laughs> in their lives. Uh, They've had a Twilight Zone marathon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just like yeah, he's like this greasy old. You know, Al's diner, you know, line chef at this diner. It's like, you know, I feel like the scene where they're hugging and they cut to, mm. cut to the back and pulls like his pants up. pulls his pants up with his one of his four free hands yeah. and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. a good use of having a fourth hand. Yes, like, it is. Yes. <laughs> I would be pulling my pants up all the time if I had an extra hand. <laughs> and, and not be, not needing to break the hug, which is, which is very good. You don't, um, don't want to be rude. Yeah. Fun character. Well, that's what I like fun about. Fun interaction. That's what I like about this movie. It kind of just enjoys being Star Wars more than the others because yeah. you kind of get nothing, into the small stuff. Because nothing's inherently wrong with the universe. In yeah, this no, movie. no, yeah, yeah. Nothing's broken. I mean, there's the, an assassination, a political assassination attempt is just sort of comes with 
politics. Yeah. So like that, that that's not necessarily something wrong. It's mm-hmm. just something that's happening, and yeah. they're dealing with it. Yeah. As they would, as because yeah. as because they're space cops. Yeah, and it's a big deal. And it's a big deal. <laughs> it's not like it just kind of yeah. happens. So so it's fun that way where it's like nothing's broken. They're yeah. having some fun with yeah. it because they, it's just business as usual for what the Jedi do yeah. and what the Senate's up to and stuff. Yeah. You know, we know that there's a it's, you know there's an undercurrent of evil, but nobody else in the universe does, with no. the exception of Palpatine and Dooku. Yeah. Because they're making it happen. They're making it happen. I did like that idea with Dooku that you could leave the Jedi because you didn't know that before. Like, you thought once you were a Jedi, you were for the rest of your life. And it was cool that you could leave and not be evil. Yeah, it's a Supreme Court. Uh, yeah well it was cool and, and that's what I like about the stars is it really does get into that small stuff which we haven't done before yeah I thought, and I thought it was cool and it definitely is a downbeat before it really cranks up because the yeah. third movie just yeah. kills it the whole time because um, you never really knew what was like what was going on with what is a Jedi yeah because because but because in the you know the original movies, it's just sort of thought. It, it, it almost gets played up as like a religion, like yeah. they're just members of a church that happen to have laser swords. Yeah, like it doesn't really try to. It doesn't really make them seem like they were a defense force. No, but in you know in these movies, they're very much like they are their own independent mm-hmm. like police force. Yeah, they're, they're 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 almost bounty hunters in a way. Yeah, in a weird way, but cool. they're but but like. But well, like, they're like the peacekeepers because like, yeah. you see in uh, Phantom Menace they go to negotiate yeah. with the Trade Federation. Yeah, it's this weird like UN situation. Like, yeah, just like just the Jedi are just like their own independent nation almost. Yeah, like, it's like once you become a Jedi, you're no longer a man of country. You're a man yeah. of yeah, yeah. It's Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, uh, you're you're told what to do. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's fun to sort of see the, what the Jedi really were yeah. and how can they kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That, that is one thing that people overlook is that the Jedi aren't really good. I mean, yeah. They're not terrible. They're just not yeah. necessarily doing it the right way. And that is the, the, the flaws that Anakin kind of inadvertently exposes. Yeah. So so he so he figures out the dart. I forget what draws him to Camino exactly. Um. So he because he tells him it's a Camino dart. Yeah. So then he goes to see Yoda when he's with all the younglings, which yeah. is a, which is a great scene. And uh, and then he shows him Camino. Oh no, he goes to the Jedi archives at first. Yeah, I like the I like the concept of the Jedi archives. Yes, that was yeah. See all that stuff like all yeah. the all the set pieces in Attack of the Clones yeah. are really cool. Like, and they just expand the it, world. It's so a lot. funny because it's the, nothing's ever nobody's ever mentioned like even in Phantom Menace, the concept of Jedi archives doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't exist in the original movies in any way. And they just go to the Jedi archives, and it's like, yeah, yep. <laughs> it's, yeah. Just, it's the Jedi archives. Yeah. So he, he goes there, and then there's that uh, that cranky old lady that uh, that gives him crap for uh, not knowing where the galaxy is or the planet. Yeah. So then he goes to Yoda, and then Yoda brings it up on the map. Yeah, and then he says it's not there. Then they get like, a lot of use out of, out of the like hollow maps in the Star Wars movies these oh, days. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially now. Like you've been, like they, they use them a lot. Mm. Like. That was a major plot point of Force Awakens. So it involved that hollow map kind of concept because mm. they're trying to find Luke, oh, and there's yeah. a missing piece of the map that they need to find oh, <laughs> to lead yeah. them to him. Yeah. So then Obi Wan, yeah. So then they tell him that the gravity is pulling it towards something that's not there. So the planet must be there. Yeah. So then he goes out. Yeah. To go investigate, and then stumbles upon the whole uh, Sifo-Dyas and the, the clone Sif- thing. Yeah. The, yeah. The Sifo-Dyas clones, like, yeah. A Jedi had gone to Kamino to order order a clone army from the Kamino. 
Kaminoans. 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 Kaminoids. Kaminoans. That's what they say in the movie. I. I. My tongue doesn't work that way. Uh, well, it's not real, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is where you're also introduced fully to Django Fett. Yes, yes. And Boba Fett. Yes. Um, a little Boba with the speech impediment. With a little speech impediment, yeah. Now, he's just New Zealand. He's yeah. just from Australia. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, the whole set piece for Camino is super cool. Super cool. Like the giant it's waves. Just, and... and it's just like this, this stormy kind of miserable planet but when you're actually in the plant it's just everything's so white and oh, clean yeah. and perfect yeah. and the aliens are like they're all mr burns from the simpsons episode <laughs> That's one. yeah we bring you <laughs> well and they uh and they just kind of look like traditional aliens which is kind of yeah. cool yeah kind of a good play on yeah that. it's like a play yeah a modification of what like the, your, the, the big grays are yeah well Lu- just, yeah. lucas wanted to um have camino on a water planet because yeah. he, he said the life started <laughs> life started from the water so he wanted the clones <laughs> to start from there spooky cat music playing <laughs> Yeah, that's very smart of that cat. I'm not going to cut this out of the episode. It's fine. Hemis contributed so far. It's very conversational to just have a cat randomly play the piano in the middle of your podcast. Yeah. That's why you put the cover on at night or else she scares the bejesus out of you. It's like you're living in a Hitchcock movie, just a piano sting randomly in the middle of the night to wake you up. Once I heard it and I was like, wait, did someone break into the house and start playing the piano? Wait, no, that was just a cat. That doesn't make any sense. Or it's like uh, Ghostbusters where he starts plunking on the piano. They hate this. this. (laughs) I do that all the time. Uh, So yeah, Camino. Camino rules. Yes, so that's why Lucas... aliens rule. Lucas, Lucas said as a joke that he wanted uh, they, the Caminoans to look like aliens. Uh, maybe in some way that they started our life, but he was just joking. I'm sure the nerds really went to town with that one. Oh, I'm sure there's... If, if they read the book like I did. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and you're introduced to the concept of the Clone Army. because the, oh, yes. Because the Clone Wars was something that was... We knew about. We knew about. When I was a kid, I thought Obi-Wan was in the Clone Wars... <laughs> Which, as a kid, I you know under, un, only understood about two percent of the world. So cologne could have had several meanings other than a smell. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it wasn't the it wasn't the smell. It was actually Germany. It was World War II, but he just didn't. He's <laughs> like, like everyone used to smell before we had this war, and everyone smelled much better. <laughs> a more civilized time. It's <laughs> <laughs> like everyone smells like sandalwood and, and sage. <laughs> no, no, clones. As in, they took Django Fett and just made thousands of him. Yes. <laughs> Modified him slightly so he so they made him more obedient. He'll be obedient, exactly. The only thing but he wanted in exchange yes, was, was an altered clone. An altered clone which, that, was, that would age naturally. Yes, which I thought was genius to cash in on the popularity of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. It's, but make it different. But yeah. you do see Boba Fett without a mask on because you see Django, but you don't actually see Boba take the mask off. Yeah. So it doesn't they've really retro- ruin it. Yeah, they've retroactively made you know what Boba Fett looks yeah, like without revealing Boba Fett. Yeah, I don't remember any nerds complaining that you saw Boba Fett on mask because the way yeah. it was done was cool. Yeah, I like the, <laughs> I like in the Mandalorian... Uh, they, you know, you see some of the Mandalorian stuff a lot more, but there is a good line where they're like, uh, it's like, you have to like get rid of your, you know, put down your weapons. Like I'm a Mandalorian, weapons are my religion. So, <laughs> yeah, 
because he's just being a smart ass. Oh, okay, okay. Also, they're just known like as in this in universe mm. as being sort of you know, mm. you know, excellent marksmen and hunters oh, and of stuff. Course, so, yeah, yeah. so that was like. It's not literally his religion. It's just okay, because right. being Mandalorian comes it comes with the, oh, yeah. the cool helmets. <laughs> yeah, the cool helmets <laughs> that they never take off, and people are upset about that. He hasn't taken off. No, I, I've wondered about that because people are upset about that because um, what's the you act? can't act with the helmet. Yeah, you can't <laughs> act with the helmet, so you can't see emotions. So you have to have body language and music, which is you know. Oh uh, yeah. But also, uh, Pedro Pascal is like a handsome man. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I've I've seen him and stuff. Yeah, and everyone's like, I just kind of want to see him. Can I just see him a little bit? Cast him, let me see him. (laughs) Maybe uh, maybe when he takes his mask off, there'll be a different actor. (laughs) A different actor? It's going to be like Darth Vader in Jedi. It's like it's even voiced by uh, this this big burly black man for this entire (laughs) franchise, and you take the mask off, it's just some chubby white dude, hairless white dude, no eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But... uh, this the whole thing is very uh it's the it's the jetpack right that sets off obi-wan's like knowing that because oh, yeah, he yeah. sees it yeah because he saw because he, he remembers him from the zam wessel situation yeah, fly away. so like he, he walks in and uh jango's in his undies yeah and then uh or it's just casual yeah. sunday wear and then well that's usually church it's, wear but his his pajama wear and then he sees the jetpack and he has boba close weird, the door it's weird that he like that's his home <laughs> like, I imagine uh, I don't know I don't know why you would doing need, tests with him I don't know why you would need him like you get his blood a few times like in this you're making clones like I feel like you have enough on file to be able to just kind of keep doing it is he, mm. is he constantly just giving blood and, uh, maybe or like how do they clone in this universe maybe, I guess maybe it's just free free living yeah <laughs> free, free room and board free room and board <laughs> like, like it makes no sense that he would need to be there yeah. but I guess just make him his favorite food all the time yeah just, just make mac and cheese it's like yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I, maybe it's a way to sort of keep him quiet because that's true. Yeah. We don't like because we don't know about the ethics of cloning in this universe. Nobody really seems to be mm. aware of its existence until Obi Wan's like, "Hey, yeah, something weird's going on here. They're making a bunch of this one dude, oh, and a yeah. Jedi ordered it." And they're like, "What? Yeah, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. Sifidius? Why yeah. would he do that? <laughs> oh yeah." <laughs> Which I remember is confusing as all hell in the movie. Like, wait, what's going on? It's funny with Sifo-Dyas because they do not... No, you have to put the pieces you, together. That is 100% something that you just have to figure out on your own. Yeah. And, and it makes sense. You just got to put the pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. If it's so weird. If you're like us and all your time is on Star Wars, then you can put them together. Yeah. Well, I think that's a lot of the things why people don't like movies is people don't want to put the energy forth. To them, like some people yeah. just want to watch them and be entertained, and when you have to go that extra step, yeah, kind of like you said, like with the Terrence Malick movie or something, yeah, like, you got to put the pieces together. It's all there, but you have to put the extra work into it, yeah, or yeah, and uh, and definitely Star Wars does that, which is funny because it has so many great visuals, and, and you can just shut off and just enjoy the the pretty pictures, but you also do have to think about it, yeah, which people don't like, or yeah. some people don't like, or or aren't used to, or, yeah. or prepared for. So, so yeah, we've, they introduced the concept of Sifo-Dyas, don't really explain it in any of the movies. No, never. Like, 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 you would think, like, it would be somebody would say something by the time the third movie rolls around, but... No, no. 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 Just... Yeah, you're like, wait, is Dooku Sifo-Dyas? Or... I, I remember on the uh, the marketing for Attack of the Clones, they kind of they don't really tell you if Dooku was a good guy or a bad guy, yeah. but on the preview, it shows him with the red lightsaber, and you're like, well, I'm just 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, the only the bad guys have the remnants. <laughs> so I don't think anybody went into that movie thinking that yeah. he might be good. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely doesn't seem evil. He's he's uh, he's not a good guy, but he's not like pure evil like the other guys are. Yeah. Yeah, so then, uh, then Anakin goes home. Anakin to, goes to home because Tatooine. he's been bothered by visions of his mother since the start of the movie. Yeah. And so he needs to... He <laughs> he luckily makes it in time seconds before his mother dies. <laughs> I always wondered that, or if since he was there, she could just let go. Like, she'd been yeah. holding on. Yeah. Or, I mean, he is a Jedi. And that's the, how the, movies work. You yeah. Know, people get shot, and then they have yeah, their last words, and then die. I mean, every movie has a deus ex machina in some way, shape, or form. Totally, yeah. Just like, it's just, ha- this, just, what, yes, this is luck. Yes. But, you know, I used to do that with movies. I used to be like, wait, that's pretty lucky that happened. And I remember watching the uh, commentary for Matchstick Men, of all movies, and one of the writers on there was talking about how he did that. And he's like, you know, in life, a lot of things are luck. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's very true. Obviously, there's a fine line. <laughs> yeah. But just him saying that made a lot of sense for like, me. Well, yeah, because you see it a lot in video games um, where you're playing a game. And it's like, boy... I'm trying to get to this lost ancient treasure somewhere in the middle of here. And the only way for a human being to have ever gotten through here is through like rocks and crags and old ancient things. And it's just like, if I was like, if I got here and I was 40 pounds heavier, then I would not be able to finish my job. It just so happens I'm lucky enough to where I can squeeze through every single thing that I need to be able to squeeze through. And yeah. it's just like, you just have to accept that stuff. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, if you start thinking too much about some of the stupid things. Yeah. Like. I always try to make sense as yeah. I try to not make sense because it's way easier to not make sense out of stuff. Yeah. As opposed to trying to make sense you know, they out have, of it. They have a much better, like, in these movies, they have, like, they're, in the, in the prequels, they have a better. Um, like hyperdrive systems for like smaller crafts and stuff to be able to travel further distances. Well, they do the yeah. Jedi Starfighter goes on the little thing, yeah. which gives it. But yeah. then the X wings can just go hyperspace on their yeah. own. And it's like it's like you know, well, why don't they just do that for the Tie Fighters when they get to the future? It's like, well, you you don't put that kind of stuff on your traditional craft like yeah. like a typical fighter jet isn't going to have you know is going to have the same technology as an SR71 Blackbird on it uh, yeah. you know well, yeah like the technology they don't need they're, they're, they don't need them to be because they yeah. are designed to be short distance yeah. just you know your you know basic you know they they have their home base and that's where they stay at yeah and i'm like just because you don't see their other ships very often doesn't mean they're not there yeah exactly. you don't see very many and, and sometimes it's okay for things to just look cool. Yeah. Because okay, all things considered, with all the technology they have and everything, like, things with wheels and treads yeah. or, you know, the walkers. Like, you mm. don't really need the walkers. Yeah, they're great for getting around terrain, yeah. like crazy terrain. But you also have, like, you know, anti-gravity stuff going on and, like, oh, fly, yeah. and it's, you know, simple, like, hover flight and things. Like, you don't really need to have the walkers. But it's okay for things to just kind of look cool. I never thought about it. it's cold, so they need the walkers because maybe the technology won't work. Oh yeah, because the snowspeeders are having a hard time flying in the cold. Yeah, but they don't. But they use the walkers on uh, 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 the forest moon of Endor too, and it's just That's because true. it's. They, <laughs> well, they had them left over. Yeah, like, might as well use them. Yeah. And, well, well, I mean, and at some point, it's going to be cheaper to have legs than it is to have this hover device on this giant. But, wait, but but also, is that true in this weird? Sp- Future where every, that's just kind of common. Like yeah. Luke Skywalker owns a hover 
thing, and he's poor. He's a, he's a poor farmer. And that's they, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and in this movie, the the rickshaw little droid that takes Anakin and uh, Padme yeah. is on a wheel. Yeah. It's like I mean, there's a mix. Of I technology feel like everywhere. I, f- I feel like that's just sort of tradition. Sort of yeah, like that's yeah. that's something that's just you know, a princess or a queen would have at yeah, their yeah. disposal just because it's yeah. seen as. But I mean, not yeah. everything is yeah. up to date with technology. Yeah. Like there's gonna be. But it doesn't need to. But sometimes it's okay for something. To People look still cool. listen to vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just okay for something to look cool. Yes, yes. And if I, it works, it works. It works. Like, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. And... Like, when you, if you start thinking, if you start worrying too much um, about... The movie's based off of a wheel. It's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. It's, it's like the Mystery <laughs> Science Theater 3000 theme song, where it's like, if you're wondering how he eats and sleeps, you should really just relax. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They can, be, they can be fun things to point out, but yeah. not reasons to not yeah. like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just stupid. Yeah. So... So so yeah so now we're we're, uh, we're Tatooine. Tatooine. His mom died. So Obi Wan has gotten off of, um, bef- like has gotten off of uh, Camino. Oh that's right yeah. And then, he's, then got, he's, he's got he's got to chase he's got to chase Django into. Boba's there but yeah Boba's that's not there, who he's looking for. Right. But yeah Anakin's on Tatooine looking for his sweet dear mother. Yes. And, finds her. Yeah and, and meets his stepbrother. Yeah and what um. You know, Padme is supporting him throughout all of this. Uh, oh, of course, yes, yes. She's a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she is. Even at the beginning, it's like, I'd be more worried about her than yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Captain Tyson knew what was going on. Yeah, so, yeah, so she dies, and he, this is his first sort of yes, he, he, fall to the dark side all, a little bit. All of his uh, suspicions come true because he saw the vision, and then it happened. So yeah. that plants, not plants to see, but reaffirms for him that he knows what will happen and if yeah. he doesn't do something about it. Yeah, and it becomes very, very important for episode three. Yes, because this sets it up perfectly. Because yeah. in this movie, it just kind of happens and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then in the third movie, when he has the dream, you're like, oh. So, we're not talking about the third movie, but it was so <laughs> weird when we actually see like weird flashback vision things. Yeah, Because yeah. it's not really like a Star Wars conceit. No, it's not. And so it was very weird to actually see a Jedi vision. So in terms, cool. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a, like has like a prism. It, yeah, it's, and it's done up like how an old sci-fi movie would have done it oh yeah but well that's that's for another time uh <laughs> that's for tomorrow yeah or later today <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we could just sit here for seven hours talking about star Wars. i don't know about you <laughs> <laughs> you need food at some point um but yeah so he just uh cleans house yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he kills all the Tuscan Raiders, which Tuscan. was cool to see. Girl Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, it was cool to see them. The as guard a, was cool. As as like uh, see more of the tribe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, I like that. That was fun. Yeah, that was um, really cool. Well, I mean, it wasn't fun because it is him going on a murderous rampage. It's fun as a viewer. Yeah, fun <laughs> as a. But we do get to we get, we get reintroduced to Watto. Oh, that's true. That, he's got his little hat on, little which was. He always had the hat on the um, illustrations yeah. for Phantom Menace, this, so they gave it back to him. This weirdly, I mean, it's a problematic design. It's very no, the entire design of oh, Watto. Oh, oh yeah, it's very sort of hook nose. Oh yeah, little hat. He's you know money laundering with the oh, yeah. with the curls of hair and everything. It's very like it's very on the nose <laughs> for a stereo. Yeah, he's, it's very Jewish and it's very problematic, <laughs> but and you know, he's, you know, he's really obsessed with money and everything. <laughs> it's like, got to call it as you see it Wait, sometimes. He can't be Jewish. He owns slaves. <laughs> he is a Oh, Jesus. You're going to make me lose subscribers. <laughs> 
Well, he was funny because they he had the two tusks, and they couldn't articulate his lips when he talked, so they broke one of them so they could talk out, out of that, and that was the way they could make it look like he was actually talking. It's, it's, it was weird, just like sad Watto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He was so egotistical and arrogant yeah. in the first movie, and now here he's just like... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like he knows that Anakin could totally kill him now. Yeah, like, what? Well, and it was cool because the the CG is a little bit better too, so yeah. it's kind of cool to see him a better a better version of Watto. Yeah, see him improved a little. Really, bit. just really amp up the definition of the racism. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Uh, it was good to see Watto because Watto's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, uh, so then, well, yeah. So then, yeah. Then he kills mom. I mean, it's mom. No, 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 he doesn't. He, he's holding her. Maybe he does kill her. <laughs> he, just, he, he, he Ben Solo's his own mother. It's, it's a mercy kill. <laughs> so then, uh, yes. And then, yeah. Then he goes home, and then Padme uh, sees him, and then uh, oh, then they get the distress call. But Obi Wan yeah. from Obi Wan. Mace, Mace. No, Mace tells him not to go. Yeah. And then Padme says she's going. Yeah. Which, which, which I always love that one. She's like, well, I'm going, so if you're going to protect me, then you yeah. got to come with me. But that was cool. And that's really where the movie does start to take off. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, because I remember watching it for the first time and being like, because just a lot of stuff happens. And I was like, do I even like this movie? And then, because and all the plot comes together, like, in that, like, last, like, they 45 minutes. They all sort minutes, of merge. It's... Which, is, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and then you get Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Then now, 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 now we've gotten through the whole... Uh, seismic charges thing to oh, the yes. asteroid belt, yeah. which people will point out. It's like Empire Strikes Back has an asteroid belt. That's the second movie. And Attack of the Clones yes. has an asteroid belt. And that's the second movie. Intentional. Yeah. Um, so now you're on Genosis. Geonosis? Geonosis. Geonosis. George Lucas says Geonosis, which yeah. is really weird, because when George Lucas pronounces almost everything, it's different than how they say it in the movie, which I don't know why he says it differently than they do. I don't know. He's, I mean, that is true. Not everybody pronounces everything cl- the same. He's close friends with Coppola, who it's unclear if it's Coppola or Coppola these days, <laughs> so it makes sense. Coppola that, says movie yeah. when, I, when I made my movie. <laughs> yeah, he adds like three O's to the movie. word. <laughs> yeah. In my movie. Yeah, that's... Um, so, he gets to Genosis. Genosis. I, 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 when I say Genosis, it's because in X-Men there's Genosia, oh. which is where Magneto has a bunch of alien, not alien, mutants. To, oh. yeah. I was like, aliens? Uh, aliens. Well, I mean, aliens exist in them. Yeah, Cyclops is like half alien. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, then he goes there. And he then... finds the Separatists are having like a powwow. Yeah. <laughs> that is the word I was going to use. Oh, he sees the droid factory. Yeah. And then he, uh, yeah, then he hears uh, a lot of good information. Yeah. And then he reports back. And yeah. Then they... He finds out that Dooku is the one sort of behind the assassination call. Yes. Um, yeah. And so. Doing it for Newt Gunray because that's the only way that he'll join. Yeah. Uh, and this is where, this is where one of the most critical parts of the entire prequels happen. Because this is the part where they give, there they have, oh, yes. they give authorization for Jar Jar to grant the emergency powers to yes. Palpatine to propose the vote to propose the vote <laughs> so first so you you throw Jar Jar under the bus <laughs> which is great yeah and you're you've now officially sort of set everything yeah towards its inevitable conclusion at this point yes because nothing can go back from this yeah um so so, so he yes. proposes that people are into it yeah because they realize that just how big the separatist army is yeah and if they and they don't have an army yeah. The Republic doesn't have an army, so they might as well use these clones that are already there yeah. 
so they that can they fight that they them. technically own because it yeah. was like a Jedi situation. Yeah. So then, that they didn't know that they owned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't realize that Palpatine has put them in this corner where they have yeah. to hire them, which is obviously part of his plan. Yeah, it's the entire part of the whole deal. Because and you know you find out when it comes to Episode Three that like you know they have authorizations that they follow him that he knows about that they know about without uh, knowing yeah. about it. You know, Order yeah. sixty six. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because because Dooku put those in there. Yeah. So so yeah, he gets his uh, emergency powers, yep. and so everything's. Yeah. Converging to Geonosis at yeah. this point. Yeah. Everyone's kind of going there on their own individually. Obi-Wan's yeah. already there. Padme and Anakin are on their way. Yeah. And the after the Senate hearing, you have the Jedi Council and the clones on their way. Oh, yeah. Um, then Yoda goes to get him. Yeah. Yoda goes to get him, which is very interesting. Yeah. It's funny to see just Yoda just kind of like doing stuff. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just sort of like this clerical situation stuff. Like, here's Yoda. He's got to go pick up his order. Which is more of what the yeah. Jedis do. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then they the, then they send the Jedi and the clones there to go get Obi-Wan. Yeah. And to save him. And to, and to stop the Separatists from yeah. doing something. So, oh, so Anakin and Padme get there and save Obi-Wan, um, but then they all get caught by Jango. They're going to save him, but yeah. then they get mixed up yeah. in the droid factory. Yeah. And then they get captured, then they're and then, in the arena and with then, them. And then Palpatine orders them to death. Dooku, yeah. Dooku, Dooku, Dooku yeah. 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 But yeah. Yeah. But also, in, <laughs> yeah. in, in turn, Palpatine. Yeah, in a way. because yeah, cause Newt Gunray wants to see her suffer. Yeah. Let's see Padme suffer. So it's funny to just have Newt Gunray back. Yeah, and yeah. still like with, with a new hat. With a new hat, and but but with with an axe to grind because of the situation that happened in <laughs> yeah. Phantom Menace. Yeah, <laughs> which is what's been driving like the whole assassination plot. Well, yeah. kind of. It kind in of works way. because she wants to yeah. vote and everything. I wonder if Dooku. I mean, well, how much of the plot Dooku knows about with Palpatine? It's uh, unclear I've for the most wondered, part. Uh, yeah. Because there's some like when like because when you get to Episode Three, you have that look on his face when when Palpatine does do it. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. just like, wait, what? Yeah. What'd you just say? Yeah, you don't know if he's shocked that the Chancellor wanted him killed or if Darth Sidious wanted him killed. Yeah. Like the, the, Either like, way would be just as shocking. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, you never really know exactly how much of the plot Dooku knows. Yeah. And it would be like, it would be nice to know, but it also, it's unimportant. I think I think someone asked Rick McCallum in an insider on the website, and I think they said that Dooku knows. He knew, like, he knew that he knew that the, he knew the clone plot. Yeah. He knew that this whole G, uh, Geonosis thing was going to go down at some point. I mean, yeah. that has to be the idea. Yeah. That that's why he's there, and that's why everything's going to converge and yeah. get tr- like what his plot to get powers are. He would ha- you would think he would have to know, but also he is just a Sith. Yeah. Like tr- you know, he's the underling to Palpatine. So yeah. Palpatine's manip- good, easily manipulating him too. Well, and it's funny too because uh, Dooku is an old dude. Yeah. And so, because Sidious had Darth Maul, oh, it was great. He's... He was going to be the new guy. Oh, Because he was the wrecking ball, but he died yeah. prematurely. Yeah. So then, Dooku was the only thing he could scrape up. Yeah. Because he needed He's somebody. definitely just a paper champion. He's the kind of guy that, like, in professional wrestling terms, it's like, he's the guy that you put the belt on mm. to lose to the next guy. Uh, just as yeah. sort of like a bumper. It's like, yeah. I just need somebody. Yeah. And this is probably, he's a guy that has an axe to grind with the Jedi. Yep. And is not, a, it has, can, you know, knows his way around a lightsaber and the force. Yeah. So, um, I could teach him a couple of quick things. Yeah. And good. Like, and, he's never really shown to be, 
like he's that. Well, I mean, yeah. we know he's not evil because his yeah. eyes aren't yellow. <laughs> yeah, because that's like the pure evil thing, I guess. Yeah. Well, then, and then that's why he wants him killed when Anakin comes along. Yeah, so he can because like from day one, he's been very interested. Like it's because like, he knows Anakin because he's there every through the entire process of Anakin. Yeah. Being introduced, he yeah. knows what the deal is. He knows why he's there. So yeah. it's like he obviously he's like hell yeah, this kid's just yeah. dripping midichlorians. I can do something with this. Well, I was never sure. I mean, obviously the question is always how much did Palpatine know with Anakin and stuff. But I imagine he had his eye on him and it was just kind of watching him the whole time. And then when it gets to a certain point, he knows he can turn him to the dark side. Yeah. Well, I, don't like think, I, said, I don't think he knows from the beginning. I, I, he's, but, I mean, like, he's there for so much of it. He He's there. He knows his backstory from the get-go. Mm. He knows that he's an orphan that's been ripped away from his mom and left her behind. Yeah. He knows, like, he knows that the council isn't really giving him time of day. Yeah. He knows all of these little things. He knows enough to be able to manipulate him exactly how he needs to do Yeah, but I don't and, know if he knows that he can turn him or if he's just trying the whole time. And I think, I, I don't think it, I, it I don't think it matters. Yeah, totally. I mean, as long as he knows exactly how to manipulate him, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. And I, and, and no, and he will, and he absolutely would know that the only reason he's there is because of the midichlorian situation. Yeah. So he would know it's like, he's very powerful and he's broken. Yeah. Because he's too old. So they're not gonna, so they don't, do, they're not really training him, and they're also by the time you get to episode two, it's very clear mm. that they don't really respect Anakin, yeah, and they don't really want him there. Yeah, they're not giving him an, a single chance. Like yeah. even Obi Wan is be like you could tell they're, for the most friends, part they're but... friends, and there's some mutual respect there. Yeah, and and Obi Wan does care about Anakin. Yeah, but um, but you can also tell you can see the frustration in both of their eyes with the whole situation. Like, yeah. But you could tell that they are very close. Yeah. Um, and they get along. Yeah, totally. Um, it's just, he's just, you know, Anakin is broken. Yeah. From the get-go, he started his life as a slave, got freed, but is still a slave. Yeah. And, you know, he, he doesn't know where to direct any of that energy. And it becomes clear in this movie yeah. when he slaughters the whole camp. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, you yeah. know, his relationship with Padme. Yeah. Like, the, 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 everything that you're not supposed to do, <laughs> yeah. he meet, he's like... The, the, like this is your only experience with him as a Jedi. Yeah, you don't really know anything else he's done up to this point until he gets. You know, he's breaking every single rule. He's not listening. <laughs> he's not listening to his mentor. He's he's you know he's getting married. He's you know chasing after the ladies. Yeah, chasing after the ladies. He's being a flirtatious dude. Not listening he's, to his orders. Not listening to the orders. <laughs> he just slaughtered. He, he used his powers for bad. He yeah. to kill to, to you know yeah. judge, jury, executioner of the Tuscan Raiders, and yeah. like yeah, always governed by his emotions. Which is yeah, which are. is which is what the Sith the whole deal with the Sith is, yeah. and what we were warned about out the gate mm-hmm. in Episode One. So, um, so yeah, it, it's fun to see that sort of see it unravel here. Yeah, yeah. it's like um, you know he kind of reels it back in after that whole situation after he slaughters the yeah. Tuscan Raiders. But then, like, so it's reeled back in, but you know it's there now. Yeah, it's 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 under the surface, and he's you know he's tapped that keg. Yeah, and it's gonna flow yeah. at any yeah. point now. Well, which is what's cool because I remember obviously everybody just wanted Darth Vader from the first movie. Yeah, and then the second movie, but it's like, well, this is a character here. We're showing what. Yeah. unravels a good person to be a, a person that's going to be uh, living in a robot suit yeah. and the face of terror for a horrible fascist military operation yeah. is going to be a little punk ass mm. and you know he is a little punk ass yeah 
and it plays out it plays out exactly like it's supposed to yeah like you know you're not some cool dude that's really good at everything <laughs> and then just happen to turn fascist yeah yeah uh, like it's not how it works yeah this like, is like 20 years yeah it's like <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's just, you know he's not he was never james bond he was no. darth vader he looked cool and was very powerful yeah but He's still evil and still a punk because yeah. of what you know what inevitably would lead somebody to be in that position. Yeah, and he is barely human. Like, yeah, he lost his humanity being evil, and he lost his humanity by laying belly down in a volcano. Yeah, well, we get the the symbolism of his, uh, I guess, his first strike of going to the dark side, which yeah. is his arm getting chopped yeah. off. Which is his first extremity that he loses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. It's it a good visual of yeah, him slowly it's, it's going him down. It's him slowly becoming less and less human. Yeah. Uh, you know, you start off with this. During the events of Attack of the Clones, he loses a bit of his humanity. Yeah. And that's, you know, very much being represented by, you know, physically in that yes, sense. Yes, and yes. then also emotionally when you see some of the other stuff happening. Yeah. Um, loses his mother and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's very interesting to see that. And it's probably the most, like, when you break down Attack of the Clones, which, like I said, it's a plot line is completely sort of uh, yeah, it, all it, over it, the it, place. It's act yeah. two yeah. or three act. In the, yeah. yeah, just by but, itself. But when you break down these little bits, you know, some of the some of the decisions that, from all outward appearances, seem bad, mm. makes sense. Yeah, everything makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think after recently watching watching the sort of final battle of this, it's cool, but it feels like it should be cooler than it is because it's just kind of chaotic and not really a whole lot is going on. Yeah, it's like the it, first Clone Wars. Yeah, which is, which is cool. Yeah, it's like like visually when it's pulled out a bit, you just see all these lightsabers flying around and uh, stuff yeah. and stuff like it, it's it's neat, but like for something that's so big feels like there's it's something missing from this final showdown and there's not a whole lot of story that goes with it yeah it's a war it's 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 a war that just feels like like because it doesn't it doesn't exist for any plot purpose yeah other than the fact that they have a bunch of separatists yeah they just want they needed an army i'm sure they could have handled it yeah but it just feels like they i think they're like they just well we'll just keep adding some more uh droids to this until (laughs) we need it until it feels like it's too much yeah and they need to have an army because yeah it doesn't really feel like a situation where you need to call in the army right away yeah because not a whole lot is like outside of them being captured i mean well i mean they know that the separatists have this droid army Droid army. they want to they want to knock that installation out of there yeah but like you know i I'm sure there's other military branches to them, but uh, not, for the, not for the Republic. <laughs> you bringing in those Gungans again? They did a pretty good job. <laughs> they got the boobas. They got the boobas. Yeah, big boomers. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then uh, then the lightsaber fight's cool because in the Phantom Menace, it's like all about that lightsaber fight, and then yeah. this one, it's really quick. Yeah, it's only it's one of the coolest scenes in the movie when you get Dooku versus Yoda. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's like. You know, forty-five seconds. Yeah, it's, so, it's so short. It's, it's like, so short. It, it looks silly. It looks silly as hell. But like, oh, yeah. I like it. Oh, it's, it's, it's very so... awesome. Well, and it's cool too because it's not like Yoda becomes like Bruce Lee or whatever. He's like jumping, which yeah. is cool. Which is that he's using the force, yeah, it, it, and then he gets tired. Yeah, it's like, and, and he's not really physically like using his legs to jump. He's using the force to jump. Exactly, so. yeah, which is very cool. Yeah, like yeah, he's not using his old broken body to maneuver this way. He's using the force to maneuver this way. Yeah. Because he's one of the most powerful force users. Of course he could. And yeah. it's not a whole lot of weight that he has to be flown around true, with the yeah, force yeah. either. Yeah. Um, it looks... 
because I watched it on Disney Plus. Mm. I watched the opening to this, and I watched the Genosis scene. I just wanted to have some mm. Genosis. Um, I just wanted to have some context going in, um, just so I'd have some fresh stuff in my mind. And you know, it's 4K on uh, Disney yeah. Plus. The v- effects on Yoda aren't that hot in that scene. Mm. Like, when you see that scene, it really feels like a cartoon mm. in a lot of ways. And that's just because of how silly and sort of Uncanny Valley-y the sort of movements are of this character, mm. with the way he's hopping around and stuff. I'm sure it has less to do with sort of the actual, like, model of Yoda. Uh, and more about the fact that it's like, well, it is a CG model in 2002. Yeah. And it's, you know, super high definition and, yeah. um, you know, you know, and it's fast. And it looks, it's like unhuman, and, like, in a weird way. And, yeah. So it just looks weird. It's kind of off-putting a little bit, but it's still mm. cool as hell. Well, it's funny because Yoda was going to be a puppet for the whole movie, then be CG for that part. Yeah, I just read that myself, too. Yeah. And they were like, no, you can't just do that. Yeah, they That's said it's bad... going to be, gonna be yeah. funny. So then they convinced Lucas to just, use yeah. a digital the whole just time. Just use digital throughout the whole thing. People aren't, people aren't going to react well yeah. to having that sudden change. Yeah. I think that's a good call. I think that was the right call. Yeah. And, and Rob Coleman also came up with the idea of having the, the wizard fight before with the lightsabers. Yeah. I mean, with the, with the electricity. Yeah. Because he's like, you need to warm up to your fighting. Yeah. Which, which was very cool. And then you have the Anakin, Obi-Wan, Dooku Yoda, mm. the lightsaber battle. Yeah, which is cool. Anakin yeah. with the two lightsabers. Yeah. About ten seconds, which, 10 is, seconds. which is really cool. But really cool. Yeah. He, he, Getting, we keep getting teased with like dual lightsaber situations, with, like Darth Maul and, oh, yeah, yeah. and this. He, he, Darth Maul uses the crap out of it, though. Yeah, but like, like <laughs> I like the idea, of, like when they come apart in the middle, and you can just use them as dual lightsabers. You see that with the, some of these dual bladed ones and some of this more modern Star Wars stuff. Uh, yeah. Using it, you can do that in the video game. You can get a dual bladed lightsaber uh, just like Darth Maul's, but it like separates in the middle, <laughs> so you can dual wield, but put them back together and use it as a staff. Oh uh, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool about Star Wars, especially the action, is it's very short and sweet and it yeah. leaves you wanting more they never do like so much of it that it gets old like all the fighting that they do is just very quick yeah oh another thing we get in this one is the purple lightsaber the purple lightsaber yes <laughs> yeah the BMF saber <laughs> yeah. uh, the only star, other like, the only other color there is no other color like, like canonically <laughs> yeah yeah there's no yellow lightsaber there's no <laughs> yeah there's technically a colorless lightsaber if you if you have the if you use the uh, Clone Wars stuff and all the animated stuff in there because uh, Ahsoka when she comes back in Rebels because uh, she's no longer she's left the Jedi yeah and but she still has a lightsaber and there's no color uh, yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah Sam Jackson uh, really wanted the purple one because purple was like his thing yeah. and uh, and he said since Mace is number two only to Yoda he wanted him to have something cool something to separate him yeah and so that it's, the, the hilt design on his is very Cool. Very cool. It's gold, gold and, and black like, yeah. with like blued steel or whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. like very cool. Yeah. It's very fitting for uh, Samuel Jackson. You could tell that very much because <laughs> uh, that's not his lightsaber in the first one. Yeah, you can re- you, you can see. really feel his input <laughs> in his lightsaber in this. 
Um, it's got style. <laughs> yeah, but Dooku. Uh, Dooku gets away. Oh yeah. Oh. With the with with the uh, plans for a super weapon. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Death Star, which Death Star. was a major surprise for us. We're <laughs> that like, was Wait, weird. What? It didn't make a whole lot of sense at the time, but no. I get to say, like, boy, they're really thinking ahead, huh? They're yeah, like, yeah. We're, they're thinking like twenty years. Ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah so, dark, so the so yeah, the Death Star idea, like starts here like yeah. and and is pretty far ahead if they if they're if they're at the blueprint phase like the design is done yeah yeah they just now need to construct it so yeah. death star has been in like maybe the planning. outside some but not the inside well but, I'm, no, I'm just saying like it, we know how it's gonna look we just know how it's gonna in, work in, in court, <laughs> to get that far to where you have physical blueprints where you can build it because by the time you get to episode three it's under full construction yeah totally so um because you see them watching the construction yeah. of it um, but yeah, so to have them sitting there and like introduce that concept, it's like, oh, so yeah. that, is that because like is that Sidious's big huge fi- like that's his end game is the Death Star? Oh yeah, in yeah. a way because like like that was important. That was important for him to get that out. Back yeah, or city, for Dooku to bring that to him. The plan for the ultimate weapon. The ultimate weapon because <laughs> once you have because I mean as the Sith, you're only two dudes really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know having something like and, and you know the your army is just going to be a bunch of emotionless drones oh yeah and, you know just a bunch of clones so you <laughs> so to have something where that is going to be a threat because at no point is are the stormtroopers ever really s- s- presented as a threat to anybody in uh, the movies uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, they're, just, they're just foot soldiers yeah they're just foot soldiers so having sort of having something that is you know, an allegory for like a super weapon, an atomic bomb. Oh yeah, yeah. is important for a world power, and you know he has his you know atomic bomb now. Mm, yeah, so that, that was always also funny too. When the clones were like, "Wait, stormtroopers are clones?" Like, it makes sense now. Yeah, I don't know if they're supposed to. Be there, I, I I I mean, I think in terms of yeah, because we, like by the time you get to Force Awakens, it's not clones anymore. And they make they make references to it throughout some of the more modern stuff, where mm. it's like there's still kind of it's like there's still some, but there's not a mm. lot, and there's a lot of it's mostly just recruitments and stuff now. I, th- so. I think Lucas said that uh, clones would be really expensive, so it would by, be by the time you took over, they wouldn't be. Clones I mean, it anymore. would be like the first wave being clones. Yeah, makes a lot of sense because it's just a lot quickly. Yes, but and then they do once exactly you, what you want. once you take over, you just have you know. I'm sure on in several systems there's probably mandatory recruitment. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know. Yeah. You know, you see it in Solo where he wants to become part of the military mm. because that's sort of part of his backstory. Because mm. it's just something. It's to fly a ship. He wants to fly a ship. He wants mm, to be a pilot. Yeah. And so. Uh, yeah, I guess in the New Hope, Luke wants to join the uh, wants to join the the Empire to be a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So I mean, like, yeah. So I'm sure in some and, and you know, Tatooine's just sort of on the outskirts. Yeah. You know, so it's. Pro- I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, if you're on Coruscant or Coruscant adjacent, like it is. No, you're. It's you mm. know. You know, it's it's you know the draft. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I'm sure you don't get a choice. Yeah. At a certain point, probably the further out you get, it's harder to enforce that kind of mm. stuff. So you just kind of like I said, like I've said before, there's probably systems that don't know the Empire exists. Oh yeah. There's systems that are probably so far out there where the concept of Darth Vader is like anything, where mm. it's like. 
is he real? Is that uh, a real guy? Because you would never have any direct anything yeah. with him. You would just have probably like you know propaganda. Yeah, it would be impossible to know if this you know this all black uh, Uncle Sam is <laughs> is this a real person or is this a like you know propaganda? Is this like created by an artist uh, to yeah. instill fear into the masses? Yeah, and after so many years, I mean, like oh, you know, yeah. after twenty years, and this guy is still sort of the face of the military. That's yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but that's basically the end of Attack of the Clones. You cut around to um, uh, begin this Clone War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's funny with the Clone Wars because you see the first fight and the last. Yeah, but you see enough to fill in the pieces. That's what was cool about this cartoon. Oh, yeah, the cartoon's cool. really good. Yeah, it is. and actually see the Clone Wars being fought out oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. is very cool. Yeah, um, so I like that stuff. I like seeing that. I like the Obi Wan, um, like where they, when they're in like their military garb, where it's like kind oh, yeah. of a stormtrooper yeah, suit. Yeah, that, that was cool with some Jedi accents and stuff. Yeah, that, that was that's, cool. That's a, that's a cool visual design. Yeah, that was very good. And you and, and like, I want to see, like. You and McGregor like legit in that kind of attire, like you don't really. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no live action stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know what time frame the TV series is going to be in. You would assume it would be oh, between goodness. three and four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would make the most sense. But it would be cool if it was like a live action Clone Wars series. Oh, yeah, that would be very. Cool. He still looks really good. <laughs> like you could pull off that. It's still you know ten yeah, years ago. Yeah, they make him look older. Yeah. It was funny in uh, Doctor Sleep because I'm like, man, Ian McGregor hasn't aged at all. And I was like, wait, now he's the age that he was supposed to be in episode three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he just looks the same. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he's uh, uh, Black Mask and Birds of Prey. Oh, that's right. So which is also Black, Black Skull? Black Mask? Black, Black Mask. Mask. I can't Black remember. Mask. Yeah, no, because Black, yeah, Black Skull would just be too on the nose for like, no, nah, that's just Red Skull, but, but Black. <laughs> Black. Yeah. <laughs> Different color. Yeah. So, um,. The last scene is the marriage, right? Yes. Where he gets his fake hand. Yes. And they're getting married. Yes. And three PO and R two witnesses. Are witnesses to the marriage. Three <laughs> <laughs> PO and R two are witnesses to every single yes. crucial event. They are the Marvel watchers of the Star Wars universe. Well, I remember because uh, this movie it was released digitally. Yeah, we never even mentioned that, that we get to see C three PO with his. Uh, shell on finally. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, with the digital, because um, uh, during the wedding scene, there was one shot that was different. The digital version, which was you see Annika's hand reach down and grab hers or, or whatever, and you, and you, you get to see his robot hand, which in the normal ver the film version, I guess, you, you don't see the shot move down. <laughs> that was like one difference with the digital version because it was they finished later. That's so funny. Lucas always making yeah. little tweaks here and there. Just whenever he needs to. Yeah. <laughs> whenever he goes back into it. Yeah. He doesn't get a, he doesn't get a say anymore, but Yeah. I would like to think that there were times where he just like has an idea in his head and he's sad that he can't do anything about it now. It's like Yeah. It's like he thinks about it's like, boy, it would be really cool in uh, if in Empire I did this instead. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's funny uh, reading all the making ofs that I have. He all the changes that have been made over the years are stuff that they tried to do <laughs> in beginning in the beginning, but couldn't for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's just like him just finally getting those done. I heard that um, Lucas at first wasn't 
exactly confident in getting back like when it came to Attack of the Clones to be the writer to like write the stuff I heard oh. that like because of just because of how negative people received Phantom Menace like it wasn't that he wasn't going to it was just mm. like it was like a little hesitant this is like <sighs> uh, what, what I read on the making of was that he brought in a last name's Hale, like John Michael Hale or something. <laughs> uh, he brought that guy in who was the guy on the Indiana Jones Chronicles yeah. because the the movie, the pre-production was just going so quick and he was yeah. having a hard time writing the script that he brought someone in to help him yeah. so, he could, so he could get it done. What I read was uh, he didn't, his first rough draft was three months before principal photography. Yeah, it, 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 it came very late. <laughs> so, <laughs> it took him a long time. Yeah, cause, and, and apparently part of that was because of sort of hesitation a little bit. Because mm. he didn't feel confident mm. because of the episode one debacle was mm. seen as a debacle at the time. Because mm. he, he took that stuff very hard. Yeah. And I mean, still does. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's to the point where he sold it all. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... Like maybe I don't have it anymore. Yeah. But not only so, not only do we not get Star Wars anymore, we get seemingly nothing from this guy anymore. No, unfortunate. Yeah. Anyway, Attack of the Clones when that one came out, he was talking about the stuff that he couldn't wait to do. Yeah. After he was done, because he'd been stuck on Star Wars for so long, and I was very excited as being fans of uh, THX 1138 and American Graffiti. And just Lucas is an innovator with every single thing that he does. And I was like, man, yeah, let's see what else he does. And then, and then after episode three, he's like, yeah, I retired. And then he's like, he's like, I, I knew I was only going to be George Star Wars Lucas for the rest of my life. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, you're not an actor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you can do whatever you want to do. But no. But then he decided not to make anything. Yeah. He did say once he sold it that he wanted to go back to uh, making little experimental movies in his garage. Which maybe he is, but we have not seen them. <laughs> and, I, and I would, I would love to see him. Love to see what what kind of stuff he's gonna do. But I don't know. Oh, there you go. Here's the. Uh... In 2002, Attack of the Clones became the third film to be released that was shot entirely on 24p digital camera, mm. preceded by 2001's Jackpot. Jackpot. Yeah. So jackpot was. John Grease, Garrett Morris. Adam Baldwin's in it, though. Oh, God, that means yeah. it's good. Yeah. Wait, is that the fat one? Or is that the backdraft one? The, uh... Adam Baldwin? Adam Baldwin's the... Firefly one. Oh, not, not a Baldwin. Yeah. He's the guy from Independence Day. Yeah. And, like, season nine of X-Files yeah. or something. What was, um... And the, what was the other one is... Not a Baldwin. Vito? Hmm. V-Doc. <laughs> I read about this not that long ago, and I swear there's only two movies on there. Directed by Pitoff. That's one name I share. Yeah, he's French, so. Notable for V-Doc and Catwoman. Oh, oh, So the yeah, director of the Halle Berry like, Catwoman is one of the first three people to entirely portray a film on... Uh, he's like a fashion designer or something. Uh, French visual effects supervisor and director. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> And he's French, obviously. I knew that one. <laughs> I figured that one out. Fire and Ice, The Dragon Chronicles. Second unit director for Alien Resurrection. Well, it's um, it's funny with the digital thing because uh, it's only 1080, so it's only 2K. Yeah. So they took a hit on the 
clarity, I guess, to, <laughs> to, because digital was more important. I mean, it does look better in a way than 4K because the colors are definitely more vibrant. Yeah. And they said they, they all the tricks that they had learned over the years with film, they had to, they had to apply, <laughs> apply those because digital was... There was a whole lot of secrets left, so you could see makeup and stuff, so they had to use filters a lot of time because it looked so good. Now, I remember... Where the teaser trailer first premiered with what movie it premiered with? Do Monster, you? Monsters Inc. Yeah, that was definitely as a, as a person that hosts a regular Disney podcast. <laughs> I absolutely knew that Monsters Inc. was I, where I, the teaser trailer. Came. I remember that. I, I had seen it online. I had already. First. I was already going to go see Monsters Inc. So it wasn't mm. like I wasn't like I didn't yeah. have to go. Uh, unlike some of the other stuff Meet where Joe I Black. Go, yeah meet, I don't have to go see Meet Joe Black I'm gonna go see a movie that I was already going to go see because yeah. it's the new big Pixar movie of yeah. course I'm gonna go see that um, that, was, that was a funny preview because the first thing you watch it's disappointing because you didn't see anything yeah and then now it's like one of the coolest like, and, then, like, the ne- and then like the next trailer was like a normal one and, but like the next like released trailer was for like aired before X-Files yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, the X Files movie. No. Oh no, that was on TV. Oh, did it? It was yeah. It was like it was in that block before, like in between, like after Malcolm in the Middle, before X Files. <laughs> here's the trailer for Attack of the Clones. Oh. Yeah. Is X Files still going then? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it was necessarily still because yeah, X Files ended in like. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. 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 I guess so. Yeah. Season nine, so yeah. it definitely dropped off before that. And, and obviously, this is the exact same day. You can just go to StarWars.com and download the trailer yes. because we're in 2002 now and yeah. everyone's yeah. everyone has... I think at this point, I was already on like cable internet, so it was perfectly reasonable <laughs> for me to download a video file and not yeah. worry about it. Quick time. Quick, quick time video. <laughs> Apple, Apple trailers. Yeah. Have, just, your cat is just giving me the hairy eyeball is out she? there. Okay. <laughs> I'll let her in there. Um, well, I remember they had another preview also that... I think it was exclusive to StarWars.com. Yeah, I had a couple, couple new pieces of, of, of information on it. It had the the line when um, Anakin comes and they're tied up to the pillars in the in the Coliseum, and he says, "We've come to rescue you." And he says, "Good job." <laughs> that was I remember that was a new a new line. That's... But I remember the preview looked really dark. Yeah, and then the movie wasn't, <laughs> which was I mean, just like the, uh... was funny. The movie was later released in IMAX back when... I saw that. Back when IMAX wasn't really where you would go to see movies. Wasn't equipped for so, movies. So it was... Um, Two hours only. Yeah, it was 120-minute edited version, and it was up-converted. Uh, yeah. So it kind of looked bad. It, it was, was shorter. Well, it was and cut it was, to like 178 or whatever yeah. IMAX is. It wasn't 235, yeah. so it was like watching it on TV. <laughs> yeah, it was like a weird time, and you know... Nowadays, an IMAX movie is much more common because they can shoot yes. for IMAX. Because, and you know, this was a digital movie, but like nowadays, yeah. when you're shooting digitally, you can come up, you can shoot with the concept of yeah, maybe this is probably going to IMAX screen, especially when it's a big summer blockbuster. Oh yeah, a Disney will you know shoot any Marvel movie for IMAX. Or, oh yeah, whatever Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, I remember when Batman Begins and the Dark Knight were like in IMAX. Yeah. I'm like, why the hell would anyone want to go see an IMAX? It's only two hours. They cut out half the screen, and then it was like, oh no, it's way different. No, it's like, not like that anymore. Yeah, this no. isn't anymore. I, I think you told me that with Watchmen, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a to- totally different situation now. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I was quite apprehensive to go see, uh, I think I saw Avatar and IMAX for for that, and I was like, okay, the screen's <laughs> wide. Of course, I was disappointed by the movie, but the, the screen looked great. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a new 
a new thing. And definitely the poster for that was cool because it said size matters not. And it was like Yoda standing there and he was holding his lightsaber. Yeah. It was a cool poster. There was uh, I remember being quite disappointed seeing it. <laughs> Attack of the Clones was significant for a weird reason because it um, they <laughs> it was where piracy it was one of the first big piracy mm. deals because there was like a lot of lawsuits around it because people had gotten uh. versions of it and were like trying to sell it online oh. and so there was yeah there was a significant amount of like stuff going on like underground that. like yeah it was weird it gets this 2002 and movies full-length movies on the internet like kind of only existed for pornography <laughs> uh, <laughs> as it should be yeah it's like nowadays <laughs> nowadays that's like half the market for the internet is people with for movies you know with netflix uh, and voodoo and oh, yeah. all that and you know download movies for your phone and stuff uh, yeah. like it's just, you know it, you know it's by this point, internet was getting better and better, uh, and the, you know Napster was still alive and kicking. Oh, and, and so the, the the concept of downloading things wasn't necessarily overtly negative at the time. Uh, um, but you know, in the coming years, it would become a big thing. Gray, but like gray area, yeah, it become less and less of a gray area and more of a well, this is you know illegal, illegal. <laughs> like this is. Uh, this, yeah. But, like, this was inherently illegal because it was, like, private copies of a movie that were stolen. Yeah. That were making its way to the internet. And it was, like, a big... There was lawsuits. There was, like, Lucasfilm, like, went uh, above and beyond to try to uh, that's cool. do that stuff. I don't, like, remember, I don't remember that. Well, it's because everyone... Because these, these groups were trying to, like, sell it to, like, websites. And so, you know, mm. theforce.net or stuff oh, like that. Yeah. We're just, like, ratted them out to Lucasfilm. And, you know... It's, <laughs> I remember people that did that with Revenge of the Sith. They yeah. stole the... Uh, the reels of film and tried to sell it on eBay. Yeah. And of course we're apprehended by the proper authorities because <laughs> they're right there online. <laughs> they found them. What was, and, and also, so when the DVD came out, remember there was the uh, trailer for Beneath the Dome and that you would only get it if mm. you like bought it at like Suncoast or something. It was, was weird it? at the time. Yeah. It didn't come with every version. You had to get it somewhere special uh, to get the full length one. Inevitably, they released it by itself later yes. for like 10 bucks or something. Which I have. Yeah. yeah I those, were, those were online episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. yeah. That was a good little, good yeah. little thing. R2 is just kind of a dick yeah yeah I, you know it <laughs> is what it is <laughs> yeah that was funny yeah no that dvd was it was a big deal that was yeah. like the first brand new star wars movie to come out on dvd yeah uh we almost got the 3d re-release of it nationally don't, don't even get me started so because we got the phantom menace one yes, it, it, and the attack of the clones one was released yes uh, oh it conventions uh, it was uh, only once uh there was like there was like uh, but only during this convention over the course of three days or whatever. Oh. And it was the European version of Celebration. Oh, okay. So, well, I remember the Fantasy came out, and then Lucas was done with two and three, and they had yeah. release dates, and they were like less than a month apart. Yeah. And I was very amped up for yeah. it. And then Disney canceled it. Yeah. Uh, which made me very upset. September 20th, 2013 was when it was supposed to come out. Oh, yeah. Then the other one was like August. Something like, like that, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I was super amped up for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, but was postponed due to Lucasfilm's desire to focus on Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Which I don't know what the hell that has to do with that. But. Like, yeah, it seems like it was. It was. I, I think they just wanted to make all of the money off of Star Wars because I think they were Disney themselves were probably worried. Like, 
would yeah. who like it, it's an unfounded worry it's like will, <laughs> will people want to the people that inherently are yelling and complaining about these movies online go see this movie that is universally sort of considered bad yeah. for the most part yeah. or our new one that doesn't have George Lucas in it like yeah. just release it like yeah. and they you know in, in 2000 let's see if I can find it here uh, 2013, July 26th of the 28th was when Celebration Europe 2 was, and so uh, it aired there. Yeah. So, I mean, they still released it. That's the thing. In the year <laughs> it was supposed to come out. Just not nationally how it was supposed to go out. Yeah. So, it's so weird that there was like a, over a year between... Domestic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird that there was over a year because Phantom Menace 3D was 2012. Yeah. And then it was that was February of 2012, and then Attack of the Clones was September of 2013. Mm. So there's like a weird like <laughs> distance between the two. I, I assume then, I assume Phantom Menace was like a test, and yeah. then once it worked, it was easy it was, to it was, apply and, the technology. And, and, and once Phantom, Phantom Menace was a sm- relatively huge success, yeah, uh, for a 3D re-release yeah. of a movie that apparently everyone hates. <laughs> yeah, um, almost 20 years later. Almost 20 years <laughs> later, everyone went to go see it. Yeah. Let's see if we can find any good critical reviews. Audiences at Cinema, Sto- Cinema Score gave the film an average grade of A minus on an A plus to F scale. So. There you go. There you go. Better better, uh, grades than I got in school. (laughs) Numerous critics characterized the dialogue as stiff and flat, as is tradition. I mean, let's... Yeah, that's how Lucas writes. Yeah, (laughs) Additionally, Jar Jar's attempts at comic relief seen in The Phantom Menace were toned down. (laughs) I always wondered if he did that because of people or because that was just Jar Jar's role in the movie. Yeah. I never, never really knew. McGregor referred to the sword play in the film as unsatisfactory when comparing it to the climactic duel in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Of course. I mean, the whole uh, climax of Revenge of the Sith is the giant, giant sword fight, which is much more here's, epic than a sword fight. Here's what I wanted. Roger Ebert, because he was t- typically positive on the Star Wars Yeah, he, he didn't like that. He didn't like it, Sons. He gave it two out of four, which is still still good. Yeah. Still good. Yeah, he didn't like Revenge yeah. of the Sith either. Yeah. Uh, I was amazed at the end of episode two to realize that I had not heard one line of quotable, memorable dialogue, which is fair. It's less quotable than... I mean, I guess I'm not a fair judge since I use Star Star Wars lines all the time. I mean, my friend Joel loved to uh, put normal Star Wars lines into... Lines that are in Star Wars that are not specific to Star Wars into everyday conversation. Oh, there's an Attack of the Clones one that we use all the time, which is Mace Windu, and he goes, that's possible. <laughs> we use that's, that one all the time. That's so vaguely Star Wars. Exactly, exactly. Like, that, that's, why, that's why it's funny. Yeah, it's it's like, just the way you say it. Yeah. That's possible. It's like, it's, it's, it's what it is like the, like the Obi-Wan. Well, hello, hello there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's fun. That's yeah. one that you can say all the time yeah. that people do. My, yeah. uh, my friend Jake said he works with a guy that uses that line on every customer at Trader Joe's where they work yeah. and <laughs> Jake said that he finally to him he was like was that from Star Wars and he's like I said that to like a million people you're the first person to notice and he's like how do you expect people to notice that <laughs> I, I do like that Leonard Malton just like his complaint it's it's an overly long story <laughs> oh, Leonard Malton yeah I, I, I get like it's not necessarily overly long in the sense where it's long compared to the... It's overly long because the story is mostly incoherent by itself. Mm, so yeah. it feels long because oh, yeah. it's, you're, you're just kind of rambling oh, at yeah. a point with the storyline mm, of this. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, no, yeah, I get that. Box office. 
$311 million in North America and $339 million overseas. Why did it open on Thursday? I've never heard an explanation for that because everything either opened on Wednesday or Friday. Then for some reason this and Revenge of the Sith were Thursday. Uh, yeah, I know. I remember looking that up because we talked about it a couple of years ago. And yeah. Just nothing. I hope that one of the biggest four-day opening as opposed to the biggest five-day yeah, or what, what they were going it's, for. It's like it's not like they were opening on a holiday and have a big holiday weekend. Like, yeah, you know, it's like it's like if they opened it like closer to Memorial Day or something, maybe. Yeah, I could understand some of that stuff. So you get like this weird like five-day flex. Yeah, of like we opened it on Thursday and then everyone was off on Monday and mm. so just like, but it wasn't that case. Yeah, it's it, weird. It's just yeah, quite uh, strange. Uh, it was the f- uh, it, w- it was however one of the, f- the first time that a Star Wars movie wasn't like the biggest movie of the year oh yeah <laughs> so, yeah which is funny yeah yeah there were f- there were three movies that did better than it that year yeah I mean Spider-Man was a Spider-Man was hit. a massive hit in a, in a, in a unforeseen weird, yeah in a weird time where at the at that point like uh, nobody really knew what comic book movies were anymore like no. X-Men was a huge hit but, like, it wasn't as financial success as the others. It was just sort of well-received. Yeah. And uh, the Batman movies had come and gone by this yes, point. Yes. And dead in the ground. Yes. TV was sort of the big deal for DC at the time, anyways. Oh, yeah. 89 um, was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, 89 was a long time ago by the time Spy- 2002 came around. Yeah. So, you know, comic book movies were kind of the wild west in 2002 yeah, yeah. a huge market to be tapped for sure but yeah. nobody knew how to crack that egg yeah and spider-man e- e- is each the, one was a surprise yeah and spider-man was the first one that sort of figured out the um like commercial the appeal. commercial appeal to it and the first one to figure out how to do this and like every comic book movie is sort of vaguely sort of similar in pacing tone mm, yeah writing to the original Spider Man. Not to go off on a big Spider Man thing here, but I think Spider Man's kind of the best like comic book movie in it's, the sense where it's its own thing and it looks like a comic book in uh, the colors. It, it's bright. It's colorful. It's written sort of snappy. Yeah. Um. It's at and it's notable because they just straight out rip off some scenes from comic yeah. books, which really was never a thing. Oh, like yeah. that X Men movie doesn't feature like anything that's vaguely mm. related to uh, you know visual in the comic, other than like even the characters don't really look like. Yeah. The characters that they're supposed to be portraying. Yeah. You know, in Spider-Man you have like it's a it's a teenager yeah. in spandex. It's a crazy goblin man flying around <laughs> throwing punk like they didn't pull any of their punches yeah. and they straight out cut put scenes from a comic book in there. It looks like a comic book. It's yeah. written like a comic book, which means it's not written particularly great. Yeah. <laughs> but it's you know entertaining as hell. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's and great uh it became sort of the bar for what to do, how to make a comic book movie going yeah. forward. They kind of were able to do yeah. a comic book and action and Spider-Man, at, the yeah, yeah. at the same time. And Spider-Man is a good entry ground, entry ground for anyone because Spider-Man's sort of... The only real. Yeah, Sp- Spider-Man's... <laughs> relatable. Yeah, Spider-Man's relatable. Uh, it doesn't take much effort to make that character work in a real-world situation. Yeah. And um, it doesn't... Like, it gets weird, but not weird enough like yeah. especially if you're just gonna do what they did with what they ended up doing with Spider-Man, um, and, and like yeah, and Spider-Man is like, it's changed over recent years, mm, but yes. like the top three comic book like like recognizable comic book characters: Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Yeah, and you know in recent years it's changed a little bit. Mm. Like Captain Iron Man is probably 
yeah. it's probably replaced Spider-Man in terms yeah. of iconography. It's the same with Captain America. Mm. But Spider-Man's still there. Yeah. D- despite having, you know, kind of less of it, you know, being out there less than yeah. some of the other ones have been. Yeah. Um, but, like, it, but you know, nobody's ever going to surpass Batman and Superman as sort of icon- iconic designs and looks. Like, you show a picture yeah. of Superman and Batman, people know who Superman and Batman are. Yeah. And that's how it was with Spider-Man, too, because yeah. Spider-Man was just... Everyone loved Spider-Man. Yeah. And it was a perfect idea. It's weird that the X-Men came first. Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. But it also was coming off the heels of the cartoon still being a massive hit. Like, it, uh, you know, that movie came out in 99, 2000? 2000? Uh, I think it was 2000. 2000? And, like, the cartoon, and you know, was big in the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it sort of, and, and, and it was just coming out on the X-Men sort of losing its appeal in the comic books. Mm. Um. But because it was such a cultural thing for a very long time, it's like it coming out when it did. It came out probably a little too late for mm. its massive for its popularity, but it was still a big hit. And yeah, they did a really good job, but they didn't do as good a job on X Men as they did with Spider Man, where it made it. They yeah. made a Spider Man movie. Yeah, with the X Men, they sort of took the core the core of the X Men. And changed everything visually. The yeah. writing is pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. But visually, they changed almost everything to go with it. Yeah. And that's... It could go either way when you do that. Yeah, yeah. Depends um, on who you got to do And, it. you know, they got a 20-year franchise out of it. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, 20, yeah, you know, it came out in 2000 and just you had your last one this year. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, and there's technically supposed to be another one, but uh, they'll keep going. <laughs> but like it's like because th- that new mutants movie is still theoretically supposed to come out, but uh, I didn't yeah. see that coming out. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, you'll have new now that Disney owns it. You're gonna get our next men reboot. So. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you know. Yeah. Anyway. Sp- Spider Man <laughs> and, and you know Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter were just these cultural icons. Like Lord yeah. of the Rings being as big as it was has kind of surprised everyone. I think. I think the fact that they came out annually really helped. Yeah. Because you could just kind of, like, build momentum off of uh, yeah. each well, one and, coming and, out. And I remember somebody, an uh, uh, old co-worker, was just like, that's just what we did. November came around, we went to yeah. go see the new Lord of the Rings. That's just what me and my family did. People still watch them yeah. <laughs> at Christmas time. It's, 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 it's because that's, you know, it came out in November, and that's yeah. just like, I'm going to go, it's the Lord of the Rings time. Yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah. And, and Harry Potter. The, the movies, books were huge. The movies came out at this perfect time where the books were still huge and still coming out. Yeah, yeah. So it's like so, and, and and it was able to like they didn't put much distance between. They weren't able, mm. you know. So there was a lot of like, it's very rare for something to like the movie to catch up to the cultural zeitgeist that yeah. is the uh, original like comic or book or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, it's so rare that that happens. So yeah. it's just perfect for that to the way it played out for them. Yeah, totally. Where they just had this massive franchise that was going on for years. Yeah. and it worked. I doubt that anyone or I mean because. I remember the Phantom Menace. I think they said something. I don't, I don't know who they are, but the, the paper <laughs> said something like where like everybody was going to see the Phantom Menace just because it yeah. was so big, and obviously not all those people went back because yeah. it's just you know like people like my mom or something who yeah. don't like Star Wars, but I drug her to it. Actually, I drug her to all three of them, but <laughs> begrudgingly, not on the outside. I, I know she didn't want to see him, but yeah. she was a good sport and took me to the Cinerama to go see him. But but people like that who wouldn't normally go see him but would see it because of the hype. And then Tag of the Clones, that hype wasn't there. So, well, no. no, so you had just the actual fans seeing it. Yeah. So here are the top ten movies of 2002. You got Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, Harry Potter, Chamber of Secrets, Spider-Man, Attack of the Clones, yeah. Men in Black 2. Ooh, I saw that one. 
Uh, I actually didn't want to rewatch that one again. I know it's going to suck, but damn it, I'm going to try it. Yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. Did you ever see three? I never did. I saw four, though, which was a very good Oh, international. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't think anyone considers that four. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Men in uh, black eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it had some funny moments, but it was a very good Die Another Day. I do, I do like Die Another Day. That is one of my uh, one of my A list Bond movies. That one got got crap. I don't know why, but I really like that one. It's not good. That's why I got crap. <laughs> it's a little insane. If you listen, but, uh, if you, if you listen like to the Disney Compendium on Lilo and Stitch, you'll hear us complain about Die Another Day <laughs> at length and kind of go on go on go off on a rather significant tangent about James Bond movies at the time. Um, and really talk about Goldeneye. <laughs> oh, Goldeneye, Goldeneye's great. Uh, number seven, Signs. Oh yeah, signs. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. I like signs. That was uh, before I, I accepted that I needed glasses, so I had to sit nice and close. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very you story. <laughs> it's just in, uh, vision denial. Yeah. Number eight, Ice Age. I did see that. I saw that. I saw with my mom I and like my brother for some reason. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, it's a very. It was a very good animated film. Um, yeah. Me and my. Dad sort of made a tradition to go see the new Ice Ages when they came out. How many are there? Inexplicably uh, five. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't see the last one. We saw four of them in theaters, and we didn't see the last one. I think just because we were like, "This is stupid. Why do we keep doing this? <laughs> Why do I keep like, doing this to myself?" Yeah, because like the first one's good, the second one's okay, and it's like the third one is like okay. <laughs> As I do at the Lost World, I watch it, and I'm like, "Why, why did I watch this again?" Then a year later, I'm like, I should watch The Lost World. Then I watch it, I'm like, why did I watch this? This isn't that good. <laughs> I love parts of it, but damn it. You just watch three instead. If you feel like you need to watch The Lost World, just put on three. Because at least that's only 90 minutes and just sort of like never stops. It just yeah, kind of... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun for one of those. Uh, number nine, that was the one that was, it was the surprise one that nobody really expected to be a top draw that year. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> Still haven't seen that one. Yeah. And number 10, rounding in, out. In 2002, I would, I would refuse to see it. Now, I, I'll I absolutely it. saw the Big fat Greek, my big fat Greek wedding when it came out on DVD. Oh yeah, because my mom wanted to see it. So of I was course, like, yeah, let's go course. see. Well, yeah, I watch yeah. it. I don't remember anything about it, <laughs> except, uh, except for the title, except for the fact that it was about a big fat Greek wedding. Do you remember there was a TV show? There was a TV show <laughs> and a sequel. Oh yeah, that's what came out way later. Yeah, <laughs> significantly later. Uh, Minority Report rounding out the top ten. My big fat Greek funeral. Yes. Yeah. I would actually be. Oh, my nerdy part. God, I love that movie. The movie's great. That movie's so good. I remember seeing that on a, the Sunday it came out, and it was like early in the morning, and the theater was packed. I recall, I think it was um, Lilo and Stitch like opened up against Minority Report. Oh, yeah. It was like, and it, so it opened up you know, behind Minority Report because uh, you have a new Spielberg movie and a new Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise movie, yeah. which like you were and never going to be. a cool looking movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and what Disney was doing in the nine, like in the two thousands, like, of course you weren't going to beat Minority Report, oh, yeah. especially with uh, Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise collect- yeah. collaboration. Yeah. And that, what, they only did like a couple of movies together, didn't they? Because they also, they did that, that and then War of the Worlds, Worlds which, which, which I didn't like. No, and the War of the Worlds isn't good. No. And then uh, Tom Cruise, that was uh, the brief period where he was all about talking about Scientology. Yeah, that was, the major that was the, the Oprah, Oprah couch, couch situation. <laughs> yeah. and then Spielberg said he wouldn't work with him again because because of the Scientology talk or whatever <laughs> I, the, the Minority Report preview was on Attack of the Clones so I can watch Minority Report and tell you every single shot and line <laughs> that is on that preview because I've seen it so many times I like looking at the Academy Awards for the year because it's always funny to see like what was the movies that are forgotten the movies that are forgotten <laughs> because well, do you know what the winners yeah the uh, film of the year 2002 2002 film of the year I had quit watching at that point uh, Saving Private Ryan was the cutoff for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chicago oh god Chicago I haven't yeah. seen Chicago uh, best director 
This was a significant uh, one because people didn't know what was going to happen. Mm. It was Roman Polanski for the pianist. Oh, that was a controversy. That was the controversy where it's like, is he even going to show up? Because he can't. He's going to get arrested. He's going to get arrested <laughs> if he tries to come. He yeah. thinks about coming here. Yeah. Um, so you right. have and uh, Adrian Brody won for best actor for the pianist. Then after that, starring in Diet Coke commercials. Yeah, <laughs> trying uh, to be really cool. You had uh, Nicole Kidman winning for The Hours. You just saw Star- I saw Tiger Clones yeah, over Tiger, and over and over. Yeah, you saw Tiger Clones 17 times. But you you, you got Tiger Clones, Spider-Man, Minority Report. No, no, I was good for 2002. <laughs> you would have seen Two Towers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two Towers, yeah, significantly. Not yeah, anymore, but yeah. at the time. Uh, best adapt, best supporting actor. I didn't like Two Towers at yeah. first, but I liked the first one so much that I kept it's watching it trying to convince myself. I eventually liked it. Animated film of the year, Spirited Away. Nice anime. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Disney will not win uh, the best animated film uh, until 2013. Oh, that's right. It yeah. got introduced in 2001, and they will not win until 2013, which yeah. is uh, crazy. Yeah. Disney is unable. The Academy, no, no, the Golden Globes this year for animation is crazy <laughs> because it's Aladdin. No, not Aladdin. Uh, I don't know why. I just think I just thought of the word Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin's um, out. Uh, <laughs> Frozen 2. Frozen 2. Toy Story 4. Um, oh, do I have to look it up? It's, uh, Another sequel of something. Y- yeah, it certainly <laughs> is. Um, Golden. Wrecker Ralph. Globes. Anime. No, that was a last year movie. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Joker. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're like, oh, those cards are animated. Yeah. In the background. Uh, let's see. Where did it go? Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, How to Train Your Dragon, uh, The Hidden World. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Missing Link and The Lion King. Lion, what? Yeah. No. I don't, I don't, that that that's, movie, that's there, is, there, there is only one real shot in that movie. Yeah, and it's animated technically. It's, it's but... not technically. It is animated but they're going for they're going realistic for, they're going for hyper realistic but nothing's real there's like one shot at the very beginning of the movie uh, that is yeah. an actual like shot of the desert like this you know uh, the yeah. of the where they're at and that's it everything mm. else from there is completely 100 percent animated that seems weird because then phantom menace should be nominated but there's, <laughs> but there's but there's more reality in there there's real actors there's real people there's yeah, human beings yeah, yeah. in that yeah. there's there's still a set involved even yeah. if it's all green screen it's that's still a true, set true, yeah. none of that is in that's lion true. king it's not like they it's not like they just put uh one of those mocap suits on a tiger or a lion <laughs> and like went about their business it is all animated uh, by yeah. somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't do like beyonce in the suit walking around or whatever. no, oh, no okay no. okay what was the? What was the what did I have to think of a. It's Beyonce. What was the, what was the, uh, Valerian? Remember with the. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Valerian's yeah. great. Valerian. <laughs> I love Valerian. Valerian, very close to just being a Star Wars movie. It was. <laughs> that, that and Jupiter Ascending are the only two movies that have come out since The Phantom Menace to try to reach that scope. Yeah. And nothing else has really tried. I mean, they've obviously used. Um, things, elements from it, but no one has really tried to just go for it like that. Which is uh, kind of amazing. That. Um, but, um, Disney themselves consider The Lion King live action, even though it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, like, that, that, the, is a tr- that is a tricky it, one. Because yeah, yeah. it's, it's like, they're going for real estate. Well, yeah. it's, it's kind of a weird thing where 
animated as a genre. Yeah. Where you're like, animated is not a genre. Like, yeah. The Incredibles is nothing like Ice Age. It, 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 isn't, it is incredible <laughs> um, <laughs> that, like, a style gets its own yeah. thing. But, like, I get the core concept from, like, if this were a category in, like, you know, the, the 12th Annual Academy Awards, or, like, when, like, or something. But, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like where, where things were a little, like, the Hollywood was still sort of a Wild West kind yeah. of situation. But it's like, we've sort of figured it out. Especially yeah. with the Golden Globes, where you have two separate film best picture of the year oh, categories. Yeah. Yeah. Which is smart. Yeah. And it's so funny when they do, like, Smash like it's best comedy or musical like is what <laughs> yeah. just like what does that mean? Like musicals are usually funny. Yeah, it's like even if they're not saw, trying to be, they're yeah, just I, singing. Yeah, I saw Grease. They're, those are funny. <laughs> I saw Grease and Singing in the Rain. Those are hilarious yeah, movies. Hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, that's I don't even know like what to talk about with like the legacy of Attack of the Clones. Like, because yeah. like like because like it, it didn't it didn't hold. It, it didn't have much of a cultural impact as a movie outside of it being just more Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the sort of discussions about Star Wars that happen kind of don't include Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Uh, it always it can, talks about the original movies or Phantom Menace. Yeah. And, and like when they say, Phantom Men- like Revenge of the Sith is better than Phantom Menace, it's like you get that. Nobody ever talks about Attack of the Clones. Yeah. It's just I know. sort of the. Because it's, it, it's just the second chapter. Yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 there's kind of no. It's the bridge between it's, them. It's, it's like it's a battle that doesn't matter in yeah, a way for yeah. in terms of like the whole overall scheme of things. Yeah. Because like at the end of the day, that it's a three part play with yeah. the prequels, and yeah. it's hard to sort of separate them. Oh, yeah. Because uh, once you separate them, you sort of lose part of it. They don't really... They stand alone fine, but they don't stand alone as well as some of uh, some other movies. Yeah. Totally. Even even at their best. Like, you know, yeah. we and you both love Phantom Menace. Like, Phantom Menace stands alone yeah. by it's, itself it's, it's better a fir- it's a because it's one. so far removed and it's just... It's the first one. Yeah. But, like, Revenge of the Sith is fine, but it doesn't really stand alone on its own because you have to know yeah. everything that's happened at this point. Yep. So watching it by itself, you can't really say... It's like, oh, it stands alone pretty good because you're also thinking about the other movies. Yeah, and you've seen the other movies. Yeah, you've seen the other movies. <laughs> I remember nerds saying that. I'm like, yeah. oh, you don't even need episode one or two. You could just watch yeah. three. Like, yeah, so, you've so, seen even, that. Even, so at the time, I can, I can really understand at the time why Attack of the Clones was so well-received because it is an unfinished thing. Mm, yeah. You know, it, it is the second one. It is yeah. the one that it's its lasting effects can't be too drastic because mm-hmm. it needs to have that third one yeah, that's yeah, coming exactly, out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's just anything like basically that, yeah. act one of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very much more, um, you know, it, it two and three are very much more than one solid movie as opposed to yeah it's it's like it does better at being like kill bill one part one and part two than kill bill is <laughs> kill bill's not even good at being kill bill <laughs> uh, oh man that I, second one was so disappointing I, it's funny because we were the other way everyone's like the second one's so much better than the first one and we're like man the first one ruled yeah. the sec- i don't know how Number two is considered like it used to be one big movie. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. so. I don't think so. If you were to put those two movies side by side, back to back, it's it's just like a 
complete tonal shift. Yeah. Like, almost immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you watch, like, The Matrix 2 and 3, and it feels like one movie, but when you watch Kill Bill, it's like, like, did they get a different director? (laughs) It's, like, totally different. He got a different... No, Quentin got a different supplier. (laughs) Yeah, he was on a different batch of drugs (laughs) for the second one. (laughs) He was in a totally different headspace. I don't remember any, like... Like... For Attack of the Clones, I don't remember... Toys the arena. Well. the arena Remember the half I, Yeah the Yeah That, yeah, that I cool like, Other than that I really don't remember The coolest thing They had on the toys Which was Do you remember The laser blast That would come off Of the blasters It was like The little like Red explosion Oh yeah 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 And yeah, then yeah. on the And then on the lightsaber It had the like Half deflected Yeah Laser bolt Yeah That was they're very still, cool. They're just now Kind of going back To that stuff That was very cool Because it looked cool Sitting up there and another thing they did that was cool was they had, like, the magnets on the hands so they could hold the lightsabers but not actually grasp them. Oh. And that was cool. Well, I, I think the... I remember the one they did it with was uh, Obi-Wan when he's holding on to the little droid. Oh, and yeah, then diving out the, the window. And yeah, and then he put the lightsaber on, on his hand there. Yeah, boy, I just, I just... I'm looking at toys right now, <laughs> and I just don't remember any of these. And then they had the the lightsabers where, the, where it was the handle and the, light, and the lightsaber blade would go in separately. Yeah. And it had a little stick on it that would stick it in there but it sucks because when it fell over that thing would snap off yeah. and then you wouldn't have it anymore so it is a cool idea okay I do remember blue about I it. do remember the Yoda and the 3PO oh yeah I do remember those ones oh, Yoda the 3PO can put, put, him, put, put them together, together and the Yoda comes with the Senate pods that he can throw around and stuff. oh no that's just a little stand yeah. or, you know, like, that's just a little stand that's yeah. in the um, at the Genosis at the end yeah it's is not the pod that, that's what there, there is one that comes with I just, the I never bought, the movie I never bought any of the uh, yeah. attack I don't even I don't even remember buying outside of a couple of I think I bought more Revenge of the Sith toys than I bought anything definitely, else. Definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> that Mace Windu. Yeah. Is he screaming? Yes, he screams. He's doing that's, like a Power 300 scream. I don't really know what that's all about. That's bad. He does not do that in the movie. Shakti. Yep, with their laser bolt deflector. Um, I remember, um, I don't remember what the preview toys were. I think there was four. I think there was Django Fett, some random like R2-like droid that wasn't. Oh, yeah, I, that, that, I do I do remember the Beast. <laughs> yes, yes, and then there was. Oh, there's a. Shit, I remember. There's a Camino cloner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the uh, yeah, the the monsters at the end were cool because there was the the um, can't remember that name. The Acklay, the big blue crab thing. That was a cool one. And then there was the Reek, which was the red rhino <laughs> one. And then there was the I Nexu, the cat one. I genuinely don't remember the little Boba Fett figure yep. with Dad's head. Yeah, Boba Fett, yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett came with uh, the helmet, the, the, not Jango's head, but the helmet. The helmet. That's uh, my uh, and the and the jetpack for some reason. <laughs> I was talking to my uh, my cousin that grew up with the uh, with the original Star Wars, and he was talking about how he, he was he's like, oh man, when Boba Fett picks up Jango's helmet, I was just I'm, I was just waiting for his head to slide out of there. I'm still waiting for it every time I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Which means, yeah. Oh, there's oh the Jedi Starfighter is a very cool toy. Yeah. Oh, there's the preview guy right there. The the Jedi Starfighter was cool. It had, had um kind of classic toy stuff where it does stuff that they don't do in the movies, yeah. where like these little panels shot off on the side to reveal these uh, little missiles that would shoot out, <laughs> and then it had the little TIE fighter wings that would pop up on the end. Big fan of this Dexter figure. It's a cool one. He comes with his, uh, it looks with like his a, cutlery. It looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figure a little it does, bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I do remember those sets. Yes, like, yeah. there's like the weird Blu-ray things when they were re-releasing the movies. Oh, with an action figure in it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what other, what other uh, marketing merchandise. Was it? Was it there, I I know the answer to this. I just don't remember the Attack of the Clones like premiums, like toys, like 
like the previews, like for no the oh. premiums, like the uh, like you get like a Happy Meal or whatever. Oh, I don't think they had any. Attack of the Clones. Well, I don't remember anything at like Burger King or whatever. Kids I remember they had it for Revenge of the Sith because yeah. I remember going to Burger King, which I didn't normally do, just so we could get the stuff. Yeah, I love the uh, the Phantom Menace. 3D uh, yeah. re-release where you could get the pens that were like the characters. Yeah. I still actually have one of those right here. <laughs> it's my Django one. <laughs> <laughs> Sign checks with that bad boy. <laughs> oh, I remember this was also the last uh, Star Wars where you could also buy it. had the option of buying it in full screen on the DVD because that was a thing for a bit. I think Jollibee had some stinking... What the hell is Jollibee? Uh, it is a... Is a chicken place that is not American. There actually is one. There, I mean, it is American, but it's not like it's intentional. It's like there's one in the South Center of where we're at. So, uh, okay, I don't remember any any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it certainly doesn't look like. Yeah, I don't think they did, and I don't remember because those mine. those were Revenge of the Sith, the, the, the watches and stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, what's that? Yeah, I remember those watches. Those are cool. And those, all those little tins that came with them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember any of that stuff. Um, for fast food or whatever. Oh, the, the Philippines. There we go. Right. <laughs> oh, the Philippines. That's that's why I don't remember it. I wasn't in the Philippines that year. Yeah, I was expecting like even see like some sort. Nah, I don't remember a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that was the last Star Wars that came out on VHS though. Yeah, it was. Yes, if you remember that. Yeah, boy, there I, was. Yeah, I, I didn't have it on VHS. I remember that was a, of course a Star Wars nerd thing to buy it on every format, so people would buy like the widescreen and, <laughs> and the full screen DVD in the VHS. And I'm like. I, mean, I just want the movie. I'm not gonna like buy all the versions. I through through the course of time and all the different formats have all the different versions, but I don't buy them just to buy. Them. Yeah, but I remember there was only a couple of video games to go with it too, which is always weird because there was, yeah, there was a Game Boy Advance game, which I do remember because I had it. There was a Jenga Fett game. I think a, it was called Bounty Hunter. There was Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Yeah, um, which I have on my PlayStation Four. Oh yeah. Um, well, there was a Clone Wars game. Yeah. And that, but it wasn't based on the cartoon. It was based yeah. on the concept of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Well, Jenga's um, a. Uh, apparently, there's a game for the Game Boy Advance called the New Droid Army, which I, I did not. Don't remember that either. And the Lego games don't really count because no. that those are after the fact. Yes, they are. Uh, Jenga's a, a very, uh, very cool design because I'm never sure if it's cooler than Boba Fett. I mean, they're different, but if you're gonna make anything second to it's, Boba Fett, it was it, definitely it's, it's cleaner and sleeker, and it doesn't feel like. Like the Boba Fett armor sort of feels like he found it, yeah. As opposed to Django, where it just looks like this was made for him. Yeah, it's like a uniform. Yeah, but it's cool. I mean, if if anything is going to be two to Boba, that's worthy of a number two. Yeah, it's very cool. There's the book. Oh yeah. Oh, and the uh, the super battle droids. The super. <laughs> that was very cool. They had like the the double barreled guns on their wrist. Yes. 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 Those are cool. I, I definitely like that to show that they're better than the battle droids walking in and yeah. knocking it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, there wasn't really like yeah. Because remember, like, uh, you had like Pod Racer and like a Pod mm. Racer sequel and Jedi Power Battles and an Episode One game. That's and this one, like, there was never there, there wasn't much like video games were changing at the time at this uh, point too. And so, like, movie tie-in games were becoming less and less important. Uh, um. And they sort of peak in a couple of years with Spider-Man 2. Oh. Um, and, and, like, we're at the point now where movie tie-in games are kind of relegated to cell phone games. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, the, a new Star Wars game is about to come out. There's no video game tie-in mm. for it. Like, 
like when episode when Force Awakens came out, there was a Force Awakens Lego game. But that's because <laughs> they just keep making them, so it's all kind of like all the stuff is just kind of there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't really get a lot of that kind of stuff anymore. Movies tend to not get like there's no uh, yeah. there's no uh and like MCU. There's like two oh, Marvel games. There's like a Captain America game and a Thor game, and both of them were terrible. Yeah, and they like yeah. There's no Avengers mm. like standard video. There's going to be an Avengers video game, but it's not based off of the uh, movies. Yeah, just like this big Spider-Man game that came out is just Spider-Man. Mm. It's its own universe of Spider-Man. It's yeah. not based on any of the movies. Yeah, you don't get those kind of like licensed games anymore there's no batman games that came out with stuff there was no bat movie kids game was killer for gamecube i love that game i'll stand by that game (laughs) (laughs) weird stealth batman game that was just kind of clunky as hell oh that game was great so well it's great for you because you kind of stopped playing video games by that point that was the last system i had (laughs) yeah like so yeah but for people that kind of kept playing video games, we they're better. They're spe- I maxed out on Goldeneye. <laughs> I, it could never, never uh, reduplicate the gusto I had for video game after Goldeneye. <laughs> I'll, I'll still kill you in fast mode. License to kill mode. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna have to do that one day. Just have to get three people. Three people. Me. Downing. <laughs> oh, just just two. I can't do the tiny little screens. Oh, you coward. <laughs> oh, I could. I could. And I will win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. See, oh, yeah, you don't really get the video game stuff like that anymore. Mm, so. yeah. um, even toys are kind of at a weird place where it's like when you get like the Marvel Legends series for... Mm. Uh, stuff. There's always like two of them are based off of characters from the movies, and the rest are sort of the comic book versions of uh, things. That's why you know Star Wars is the only one that really goes all in with its promoting still to this day. Yeah, that way the where the fans will blindly buy them all. Yeah, still no video game, but you uh, still got that's why. Yeah, still got all your Star and, and and it's an excuse to re-release old things again. Or <laughs> Yoda with the lightsaber. Yoda, with, yeah, <laughs> but he's got a new hat. Yeah, yeah, he's slightly, he has a chair now. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, that's just what happens. Except Attack of the yeah. Clones inexplicably was just sort of left to the wolves. Like it just sort of came I, out. I wonder like if they, I wonder if they did all the like less promotion because with Phantom Menace they wanted everybody to know that there's a new Star Wars, and with yeah. Attack of the Clones they're like they know. Yeah, but then Episode Three is just like this is the last Star yeah, Wars. Let, so let's we have go, to let's go, go crazy. Let's go crazy with it. Like yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened with Attack of the Clones, but I, I mean, and maybe. They went over the numbers and were just like, boy, we spent a lot of money on this. And we made very little overall. I mean, like, people bought a whole bunch of stuff, but they also made a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And, like, even though people bought everything, the pegs were still filled with it. Yeah. Well after the fact. Yeah. Um, So. Sure didn't feel like that movie was down at the time. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah, toys wise, the action figures wise, I mean, they were still pumping them out, but oh, like, yeah, totally. everything else was sort of pushed to the side. Like, yeah, it, it was interesting that yeah. they, that they went that direction with Star Wars, but yeah. also it's expensive to promote a movie that way. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um. So, and, and there was bigger fish to fry in the year two thousand and two with other stuff. Like there were bigger movies and things. Like you know, you had Spider Man, you had uh, Disney yeah. stuff going on, you had a lot of stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, like. Uh, Disney put a lot of money behind Treasure Planet, uh, and Fox was just sort of oh yeah, that's right doing its thing at the uh, time. Oh so. yeah, yeah. 
Like so, like did Fox? Fox probably didn't want to put that much money into promotion. And, yeah. And, you know, yeah. Lucas just still made a buttload of money because he retains all of that stuff. Yep. Yep. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gearing up for the ending of Star Wars. Yeah. Finally, I'm free of Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. But that's yeah, I think that's all we can talk about with Attack of the Clones yeah, for now. We actually covered the whole movie, talked a good bit of history of the movie. And no stops. No stops. <laughs> Nobody had to take a pee break. I do. Yeah, it's time to, <laughs> so I think it's time to say thanks again for joining us. We'll be back next time with Revenge of the Sith to wrap out the prequel trilogy. Um, and who knows if we'll dive right into the original trilogy next, or maybe we'll try something different. We'll see. There's only six Star Wars movies. There's six millions Star- of other movies. Yeah, there's millions of other movies. <laughs> Jake only accepts six Star Wars movies yep. and six Star Wars movies only when I can't talk about droids or Ewoks or anything like that. Cartoon shows? Yeah. Yeah, okay. those suck. <laughs> <laughs> those aren't very good. I still don't have a good sign-off for this because May the Force Be With You is dumb as hell. Yeah. But, uh, I, I am sick of Star Wars like lines and stuff because people overuse yeah, the same yeah, ones. Yeah, especially with like uh, 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 "May the Force Be With You" because yes. it doesn't really mean <laughs> like it's like yeah, Reagan used that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is goodbye in Star Wars in Galaxy's Edge? Let's see, because I know they have a special thing that they canonically have to say. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. remember any uh, any farewell that they say in Star Wars. Yeah, is it? For just just normal ones, they don't have like a yeah. uh, Star Trek uh, "Live Long and Prosper" kind of thing. Yeah, let's <laughs> see what the vocabulary of Batu is, which is that is Batu. Batu that's right, not yeah. Batu. I, I remember uh, back in the day they just called it basic. Yeah, actually, I remember the Star Wars special edition. I don't even know if it's special edition. Monopoly had a uh, had a, a key for the Star Wars language, but it was just like. They had as many letters as we had, and everything was just like translated to the <laughs> funky looking ones. That one was cool for Monopoly because it had a $500 chip coin. Oh. Because you could trade in your, your paper bills to get an actual coin for it. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's uh, Rising Moons. Uh, Rising, Rising Moons. Rising Moons is like good evening. Uh, I think in Star Wars they just say good evening. Yeah. I, if, if Obi-Wan could pop up and go well hello there I, I, can, I can end this by saying like goodbye well, there yeah well goodbye there <laughs>